0: You know, here. What's up? I was thinking about something.
1: What were you we thinking about, bro?
0: I was thinking about what's going on in the earth, right? What's happening in our minds? Yeah, uh-huh. and I wondered,
1: why does it matter? We're about to find out. <laughs> Holy <laughs> find shit. Out.
0: Ready? Ready. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Welcome to Earth, Mind, and Matter. We said, fuck it, let's talk about albums so let's talk about some movies and some fucking comics this week in the universe across the Gosh. internet
1: so what's up Javi
0: what's going on Frankie do you, do you want to redo the intro why because you know I just feel like it <laughs> 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 Uh, (laughs) we we had that mic that microsecond of silence Uh it's just I feel like it was too it was too
1: too silent we should have been like talking the whole time
0: it's like (laughs) and then honestly we should just redo our intro song while we're at it it's the
1: whole thing yeah we should do um, you know what song I listen to a lot Boston it's called uh, it
0: might be a feeling
1: da you know, uh, song? I don't know a, there, 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 there. And it's from Boston From Boston, yeah uh, Fuck, I don't know Yo, bro, I was into that song the whole. I got into the hotel room I connected a Bluetooth And all you heard was from <laughs> outside
0: <laughs>
1: And it was just me Fucking
0: rocking out Yeah, because you went to Utah I went
1: to Utah, man Utah was fucking ass I hated it every single Monday right? <laughs> nah, I had a good ass time That shit was um, mountains everywhere, bro I and fucking bet. Mountains, rich people, Mormons. Did you know, and this isn't a fact check just because the Uber driver told me, so it's officially true. Okay. <laughs> when, when Mormons were there, and they still are, they used to have a lot of control. And they, they controlled the level of alcohol. Like that the percentage that was sold. So you couldn't buy anything over like 4%. And if I, this is, was weird to me. She said, you had to have like a ticket, a special ticket or like join a certain like membership to buy alcohol in, in Utah. Huh. And a whole bunch of weird rules. Like they're, they're just a bunch of weirdos, bro. <laughs> but they have like five wives, so you know. Huh.
0: Mormons <laughs> have five wives.
1: Yeah, they can marry up to like a bunch of people. Wow. Yeah, bro. They're clapping multiple cheeks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah. when you got nothing else to do, it's Basically. like. <laughs> Might as well just clap some cheeks.
1: Shout out to our Mormon listeners, you know, <laughs> that,
0: Earth Minded Mormons. <laughs> that, that's that's an oxymoron.
1: <laughs> also,
0: also, <laughs> Fine oxymoron to be cut <laughs> up. <laughs> it, it uh, when you use like two opposite words or something like mm. like when something's ice hot,
1: icy hot, like Bengay, like yeah, okay. like
0: that's like an oxymoron. So it's like Mormon listeners, Mormons don't use tech. Oh, so it's like they couldn't be <laughs> listeners. They don't use tech. I mean, that's their whole thing. I
1: thought that was the Amish.
0: Or oh fuck, I, you're right. I, I got them confused. Oh my god, bro! They're like the you know. I there goes our
1: 1,700 Mormon listeners, man.
0: You know they whatever, man. As if I care. <laughs> 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 fucking Mormons. <bro. laughs> no, Shit. I, I'm sorry. I'm. I don't. I. I only need it half half, half Three fourths. Uh, three three point seven eight five inches. Oh. <laughs> shout out
1: to all the mormon that are 3.75 inch <laughs>
0: 785 frankie oh. 785
1: god damn
0: my god are, are you deaf no nah, i'm mormon because you better pay attention this episode i'm I'm gonna be throwing you some curveballs left and right oh yeah yeah man Shit, better be on your a game today a
1: baseball reference
0: yes ba- let's go because, I, because i'm a sports fan oh yeah you, you, you want, are you, you, you want to know you want to know what happened at the uh, concert i went to friday night
1: you call something
0: uh, oh, well, actually, my cousin caught a drumstick at some nice, point, man, and then that's he lost it. T-
1: <laughs> <laughs> Please take away a nice. Actually, I'm going to give you a clip to edit the nice one. I'm going to say uh, trash. <laughs> How did he drop it? How did he lose it? He just lost it? In the pit, man. Oh, okay. okay. He j-
0: just moshing and stuff. But at some point in the crowd, everyone started chanting, let's go Rangers.
1: Really? Yeah. Oh, because uh, I think they lost yesterday, though. On, uh, did they win? Who knows? Let me well,
0: uh, they lost on Thursday, I think, because yeah. my brother was like, didn't they just lose like yesterday? And he asked someone, and that guy was like, yeah, but you know, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> we do it anyway.
1: <laughs> oh, shit. Um, so it's out of seven, the playoff things. And it's They're tied So this is gonna be a game 7 Which is like a big deal Oh wow And this is, there's also a game 7 tonight Who you got Celtics or Heat?
0: Uh, I'm gonna go with Celtics I'll
1: pick them too Cause I bet I've lost about $175 Since I landed in Utah <laughs> Betting <laughs> on fucking Boxing and basketball So don't bet kids <laughs> <laughs> Please take, take, take from the wise Jesus Christ I'll be winning one week And then losing most weeks <laughs> So It really isn't fun It really isn't fun but, but um
0: Yeah, I mean, dude, that concert I went to on Friday yeah. was a fucking blast. You saw man. Prince Dan the
1: Haina, right? Yes, I did. How was that, bro? It was
0: really good, yeah? man. Nice. They they by the end of the night, they played almost everything that I wanted them to play. Like I honestly was like, I think that's all I needed to hear. <laughs> I was like, that they played every song I, I wanted.
1: Just shove some screwdrivers in the ear. You don't gotta hear it no more, bro.
0: <laughs> you don't gotta but hear it no it more. Was, it was they were really good, man. And that's I awesome. uh, I took my cousin to his first punk show, Jordan. Okay. Um Shout out to Jordan. And uh, uh, Lucas came as well. Uh, We went with Josh and shout out to josh and uh, his little sister savannah It was her first time going to a punk show and a whole fucking roll, people you know.
1: <laughs> nice
0: and it, we had a whole fucking blast man it was it was it was great we they, they had this really good opener called insignificant other okay um and they they like reshared my story posts and everything and nice. i was like you guys killed it and the lead uh-huh. guitarist liked my story and i and they were like thank you so much and all this i'm like yo man fucking share love <laughs> i yeah. i uh ev- even started sharing the love with um like uh one one of prince daddy's like uh tour Mm. managers or something like the guy that runs a merch pretty much because i've seen him in like all their social posts and so when i saw him running the merch stuff and i went to get a long sleeve and their first record yeah and um i and i was like yeah hey man what's going on he Mm -hmm. seems like surprised that someone is actually trying to have a conversation with him okay so usually (laughs)
1: the band is getting the attention
0: instead of him okay because i I was just (laughs) like hey man like how's your night and he he looked behind him he was like (laughs) who me (laughs) he (laughs) was like he was like he he, he genuinely was shocked. He was like, oh, I, I'm i good. That's good, man. I'm <laughs> uh-huh. like, thanks, man. How are you? And I was like, I'm fucking great, man. Uh-huh. And I was like, let me get this and that. Yeah. And he was like, nice. And I was like, yo, man, you have yourself a great fucking night. And he was like, <laughs> and he was like thank you. He was just you. like, <gasps> <laughs>
1: care, love, <laughs> appreciation. That's dope. Nah, I feel like when when you're a fan and you give that to somebody that's part of the whatever you're a fan of they really do appreciate that shit like they go home and shit and they're like yo somebody recognized my ass I'm famous
0: yeah it was <laughs> you know? a really dope show man nice a lot of, a lot of crowd surfing uh, almost too much crowd surfing some okay. would say Like, it, um, <laughs> so there were just like 17 people in the air well it <laughs> Like, the, they were just, like, a lot of repeats. Like, okay. you'd see, like, the same people just go up over uh, and over and over again. Like, yo,
1: Rob touch your ass five times.
0: <laughs> Honestly, and it's just kind of like, yo, man, you gotta chill. Yeah, yeah. So uh-huh. it, it uh, a lot of crowd surfing a little, Maybe yeah. a little too much But mm. because but, uh, it also Because there was so much crowd surfing You couldn't really mosh mm. Because everyone had to watch out For the people crowd surfing Got you So it was kind of like A give or, give or take mm. situation
1: You ever have an artist jump on you For like this crowd surf Like you know when they jump off stage
0: Well I don't know if you uh-huh. saw my story But uh, the lead singer to Prince Daddy he Corey did he did that No During, way. during uh, <laughs> their, their opening song You should have um, asked him when
1: he was there Like yo come on for a matter <laughs> <laughs> Right (laughs) come (laughs) come on man but uh, Uh yeah he
0: fucking just dived right into the stage while he was singing the song and uh, threw him back up on stage so he can continue that's so much trust uh, and, uh, the lead singer to insignificant other, uh, uh, crowd surfed at some point as mm. well. I carried her for like the longest point at some point mm. she was like on my shoulders. And I was like, dear God, <laughs> someone help me. Just walk out with her. <laughs> I walked like five feet with her on my shoulders. I'm like, yo man, someone take her. And. <laughs> the uh, the lead guitarist at some point just fucking dove into the stage yeah. to the point where everyone was like, oh yeah. shit, <laughs> like we might not catch this, this bitch. big ass dude, <laughs> and he, he he was okay, but yeah, yeah it was it, it was really dope. It's really, like DJ really Caddis crosserfer. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, could ever, but yeah, it was yeah. it was really hectic in in a good way. Okay. But it was really dope. So nice, man. I, had, I had myself a nice little weekend.
1: Let's go into many more, to many more concerts, you know.
0: And, you mm. know, I really wanted to open this up with a lighthearted episode because okay. we are going to get get into some serious shit. Talk but, about some trash. But j- just for one topic. Uh-huh. Okay. It's just going to be for one topic. And then the other two things are, are a little uh, <laughs> off course.
1: Happy, go heart healthy.
0: I'm, I'm trying trying to bring good vibes today. Yeah, man. Trying, honestly, to, trying yeah. to have ourselves a good day. Good episode. Is Memorial Day. Is it today? Tomorrow will be Memorial oh, Day. It's, it's, um, so nice. tomorrow when this episode comes out, y'all will be sipping on, on, your, on your Mai Tais M- your in America, Cancun.
1: Your America drinks. It's, it's <laughs> Memorial Day Eve, if anything. Yeah, it's well, Memorial let's Day go Day. with that because
0: <laughs> we're that patriotic.
1: Yeah, man. All I do is think about America and how amazing it is.
0: <laughs> All I do mm. is wear my uh, American flag boxers, uh-huh. but it makes me so upset that I can't just walk out the door if just my boxers on.
1: Even though you have the freedom...
0: It, you know, uh-huh. like I could be a nudist if I wanted to. Exactly. But I, I can't because people are so mean.
1: They're so disgusting.
0: <laughs> like <laughs> who? People.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's the right answer.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh well, I, I seen um I seen Slipknot before I left to Utah, right? Yeah. So I never thought in my whole life I would see Slipknot. That was so fucking random, right? <laughs> and I went with my with our good buddy Angel and Beatrice. And, yo, man, just to just to put it out there, so they had, like, it was Barclays Center, so it was a huge crowd, mm-hmm. right? And they, they did they did moshing of their own when the show started. I will say this, and I guess because I was just far from the mosh pit, it didn't seem that hectic. I imagine their fans are a little older, too, and, okay. like, you know? But I saw it and I was like, that's a little weird. I thought it was going to be way crazier, you know, because they have fire coming out their fucking heads and shit <laughs> like that. But all in all, and in short, it was a crazy good concert. Nice. Like, visually, it was amazing. Like, they, they put up... Theatrics alongside their music. The music was just something that, like, I figured it'd be. Some of the songs were good, but just observing how you put on a show visually was incredible. Just like flames, they had the yeah. t- two people on the right drumming I like mean, crazy. At
0: that sort of like of level of fame mm-hmm. and like price, honestly, for your tickets, yeah. like you're kind of paying for like those the theatrics yeah. at that point.
1: And and one thing I liked about the singer, the lead singer, who I don't know his name, his voice is crazy his voice is because when he comes on the stage I, I can't replicate it but he has such a clear voice and then he was like you know mm. but uh what i really wanted to point out is that he did this thing where he was like put the lights on put the lights on they put the lights on the crowd and he was like there we go i want to see you guys i want to he kept referring to the crowd as this, his family right he's like look yeah. to the left look to the right like this is your family he's like no matter then he did the cheesy thing which you know i respect he was like no matter you know what you look like what color you are who you look all that stuff like he was just, it was just really dope how heartfelt it was. Like, he would mm-hmm. say that, and then he'd be like, rah, rah, rah. <laughs> and, and then he just kept repeating that stuff. And, and as he said that, when he was like, look to your left and look to your right, not only did Angel do it, but some lady to my left was just smiling, looking up at people. And I was like, yo, this is so fucking beautiful. Like, I didn't expect this to be that like nice over here, you know? Yeah. And I had a great ass time, man.
0: You know, it it's always kind of been said in the community, but mm-hmm. metal people are some of the nicest people. Yeah,
1: man, I, I really see that shit because <laughs> they just go so hard with the... <laughs> it's
0: so funny. Yeah, I I I saw Angels post for it. He, yeah, boy recorded almost like <laughs> yeah. a whole concert,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and he was headbanging, man. He was, yeah. I had, I had my hair tied up. I was just like, you know, I'm a little, I'm just observe today. But it was it was fucking cool. And then he said one thing. He said, um, the lead singer who should I should look it up? But I don't really want to. <laughs> he said nobody listens to music like people who listen to metal or hard rock because people who listen to that genre do use their whole body to listen to it like you know like they actually really go hard with the music and that uh, was really cool and I saw Cypress Hills with half of Cypress Hills because the other guy was sick. Yeah. Um, cool. Very nice. fucking cool, man. I had a good ass time. So a week, all week <laughs> for concerts. <laughs> you
0: know? Honestly, I mean, I, yeah, I, I went, I, I think uh, your first weekend in Utah, mm-hmm. I went to go see this band Turnstile. Nice. This is actually, it's yes. actually a fun story okay. because um, I didn't think I was going to be able to go see them. Yeah. yeah because you, mm-hmm. uh, I had already told you about mm-hmm. how when Josh and I were looking up tickets, they were sold out. And we were really upset about it. Mm. And then come the day of the concert, it finally hit me. I was like, what am I doing? I should check Reddit. Yeah. And so I start going on Reddit and I find that people are selling tickets, mm. but the posts are from like an hour, two hours ago. And so I start I start uh trying uh trying to find someone that that can sell a ticket. I'm refreshing the subreddit every mm. other minute. And finally I respond to someone's post three minutes after they make the post. Really? And I was like, nice, I got, I got him right in there. And then he doesn't respond for maybe like 20, 30 minutes. Damn. And he finally responds. He goes, sold. Sorry. And I go, no worries. And this guy puts me on a roller coaster. Yeah. He goes, hold up. I can get you one more if you're interested. <laughs> I say, yes. He goes, Uh, sorry. Sold the other one already. I'm the worst. I'm sorry. Lol. And I put the crying eyes emoji yeah. and he goes, wait, I can get you one more. <laughs> And I go, really? And he goes, yeah. "Yeah." And I say, I'm down. (laughs) And he explained that his group was supposed to go, but one of them got COVID, so they couldn't go. And then another one of them bailed uh, because of the heat, because it was really hot that day. It was
1: outdoors or inside?
0: It was indoors. It was just Uh, hot as fuck? It was was just hot as fuck that weekend here in New York. Um, I heard it reached like ninety or some shit. Yeah, it was pretty bad. I, I was, <laughs> I was sweating just standing before anything no. even started. I was sweating bullets before anything started. It was disgusting. Just a
1: stinky mosh pit. But
0: <laughs> fucking yeah. So that that dude was like, yeah, I got tickets. Mm-hmm. I got one one more ticket. He sold me the ticket for thirty bucks.
1: Nice. Damn. Fucking, you, you were saying it was like one twenty or some shit. Like that, the right? resale
0: was one fifty. <sighs> He sold. He sold it to me for thirty bucks. Just and nice when he guy. sent me the ticket, <laughs> oh. I saw that it would cost it thirty five. Oh So wow. he sold it for less than what it costed. I'm like, yo, what a guy! Oh, that's that's God. Fucking <laughs> fucking shout out to to uh-huh. Easy Baby on Reddit. <laughs> I did
1: not expect that to be his name though. <laughs>
0: easy Easy Baby, like E
1: Z or E A Z Baby. Oh shit! Sure. As Baby, <laughs> as Baby. Shout out to you, and, and, he, and sucks that you could go me, to the show.
0: Yeah, he told me that uh uh I should also t- check Twitter f- mm. for other people selling tickets because he was only selling the one ticket and I mm. needed one for Josh too. And I finally found someone that was trying to sell two tickets. Yeah. And I w- so I called up Lucas and was like, yo, Lucas, you trying to go to a concert tonight? Mm. And his bum ass said no. I was like, I'm tired. <laughs> I was like, You're a bum.
1: I didn't expect that.
0: <laughs> I was I was so upset. So I, I, uh, talked, started talking to this person on Twitter and I was like, how much are you willing to sell one ticket? Cause I only Mm. need the one. And she was like, you know, I was really trying to sell it as it's set. And I was like, come on, would you really consider just selling one? I already have my own ticket, this and that. And she said, okay, fine for 65. Nice. So Josh got his ticket for 65. Still better than 120. Yes. Mm and they were fucking amazing man nice, they were man. so good they they killed that shit nice the second they started everyone just pushed to the front and immediately people were moshing and crowd surfing to the first fucking song and it was turnstile right That's yes. the name, man
1: check out turnstile
0: you know they were fucking dope <laughs> so it's been it's been a great time of concerts music
1: summer is just getting started man it's hot Ooh, as fuck out here yo. it's Ooh. summer yeah man <laughs> yeah get your fucking tank tops <laughs> just tank tops. i i've already
0: been wearing mine don't worry yeah, nice nice I, I wore a tank top to the turnstile concert because i was like i'm not <laughs> like fucking wearing anything other than this
1: that'd be a good name for a band tank top tank right? top that'd be pretty cool i'm mm. about to start mm. a band
0: <laughs> i don't know because like that's uh, right. that has like the same energy of like mouse rat
1: yeah i guess it's kind of like vague or right? you don't know what you expect but so everybody's wearing tank tops but no pants <laughs> just, no no underwear just tank top al-
0: the first like album cover should be um <laughs> a shirt uh, then, you know that thing it's like no shoes no shirt no service uh, no tank be, top no tank top no, sho- no we- shirt no service we
1: well, about to start a band let's yeah. fucking do it <laughs> tank top don't copy us <laughs> motherfuckers <laughs> that's our idea but anyway we're here we're here and what are we doing today javier
0: we're on the earth
1: this is what's in our mind
0: and this is why it matters earth,
1: Mind Matter. i'm frankie i'm javi and well, thank you for listening we are here this is
0: our long introduction <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like i said I, we're just having fun today it's good
1: vibes today it's good vibes until it isn't yes until it because it, it will definitely get a little deep today uh yeah
0: but uh you know this week i'm hosting mm-hmm. um we're gonna be going over a few things mm-hmm. uh two news topics and then a special reading mm-hmm. um nice. and then for the AMC section, we're going to be down to movies. Okay. And we'll get to that in a second because it's kind of a special AMC section. Very special. Um, But pretty much to sort of dive into the topics, we got to talk about it. Yeah. You know, since it's kind of what we do, but we got to talk about the Valdez shooting. Yes. In Texas. In Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, So we're going to uh, get into that for a little bit. Mm. And then we're going to get into a reading of something that I wrote back in 2019. Nice. Um and it's kind of like sort of autobiographical mm-hmm. um so y'all motherfuckers get to learn a little more about me <laughs> okay and then the third topic um, is a little more news topic again uh where the it's about playstation being okay. drawn into the abortion debate oh what it's, the fuck? Uh, it's not necessarily new news it yeah. happened a couple weeks ago but i but i was struggling to find anything else going on i mm. guess i guess you know <laughs> the people don't really want to do anything <laughs> after after the shooting. Yeah, man. that's all. That's
1: every single news headline. I, I try to look myself. There's a bunch of shit, but that's pretty much what's been swallowing the whole news world. It's it's disgusting. Yeah. yeah so. so
0: just to get into it, I guess. Yeah. There's really no other way to do it. Yeah. But we're gonna get fucking serious here. Mm-hmm. But this shit, of all day shooting and of all Texas, happened on May 24th. That was a Tuesday. Yeah. Happened in Rob Elementary School, where 19 children and two teachers died. Yeah. It is the deadliest shooting since Sandy Hook in 2012, which happened in Newtown, Connecticut, mm-hmm. which had 20 children and six teachers die. It's crazy. And pretty much the time frame of this, of this whole shooting, was from 11.30 a.m. to 1 p.m.
1: And it was the deadliest in Texas ever.
0: Yes. Ever. Mm-hmm. And, before we get into the shooting itself, mm. there is a uh, I'm going to have a little preamble to uh, about uh, about um the shooter himself. Okay. Uh because in the case of Salvador Ram, uh, Ramos, who mm. was 18, that piece of shit. um there was little to raise official alarm ahead of the shooting because yeah. he had no history of mental illness mm. or no apparent criminal record and that there seemed to be no motive or catalyst for the shooting to happen. Mm. Um and that To get more to get a little more into it, those who knew the gunman said that he had been slipping away pretty much Mm -hmm. and that um, he appeared to have dropped out of high school and often frightened his co-workers at his job at Wendy's. And he when he'd be picked on, he would lash out in response Mm -hmm that acquaintances said that he frequently missed class and had few friends, but out of the few friends, one of them would play call of duty and fortnite w- uh, with him. Mm-hmm. And that friend would hear him argue with his mom uh, who would tell him to go to school and that he was wasting his life away. Yeah. This kid was also constantly bullied at school. And uh, the friend said that he would often leave his mom's to stay with his grandmother after big fights mm. and that it seemed like he was spending more time uh, there at his grandmother's in the past year. Uh, several people who also followed him on Instagram said that they had met through websites designed to connect strangers. One of them is called Yubo, which is mm-hmm. uh, an app where you can just sort of live stream yourself. And Pretty stuff.
1: much every social media app, I would say, is to connect strangers too. you know? Yeah. You know, like, I, just like that.
0: But they, <clears> definitely <throat> these are apps that are more... Directed towards that, where it's just like mm. you know, you link up with a random person like, just op- on the spot, like
1: what's it called? Uh, like speed dating, Omegle? Almost. yes. Omegle? That Omegle was mm. listed
0: also gotcha. as one of the services or apps that he was using. Mm-hmm. um An example of what he used to do on these apps is that one woman said that he live streamed himself holding a gun with blood visibly on the floor and claimed that it was a nosebleed. Mm. So, there, there are definitely things that sort of hint and peek at the fact that this guy like definitely had some mm-hmm. issues. This Th- kid.
1: That's kind of why I don't. When people, I've seen that headline where say, "Hey, this guy had no trace of mental health issues and stuff," and, and all that, all that stuff. I just feel I didn't necessarily appreciate that headline a lot from when I saw it because it was on every again every news thing. It's just that that's a trace back to just again the. Um, how we handle mental health and you know, we don't check up on that as much as we do. Like I know we are now in schools and everything, but uh I've always had this to think that, you know, we go to a checkup for a doctor, right? For what? To check up our body, to check up our health.
0: Like a physical. Yeah.
1: And how often, how that seems like something that's so required and necessary. Cause it is, but also when, how important is it to get a f- checkup on your mind? You know, like talk to a, a, a professional and this and that to evaluate somebody. I feel That people think they only need to do that when they're in times of severity or, you know, sick, like real like like tragedy when it should be a regular thing. You know, even if life is going, quote unquote, well, I think that they should do checkups on that as much as they do with like physical pain and whatever. And yeah, so that's why when people write that stuff, I just kind of think that it's because this country lacks so much focus on that subject matter that he's. Doesn't have any trace back of this, you know, because if yeah. he was required to check up on that, they would see crazy motherfucker. You know? I
0: mean, uh, definitely a lot of Republicans have kind of been bringing attention to that, mm-hmm. but also they're not really making any plans about it. They're yeah. just kind of like, this is a case about mental health. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. like
1: F- fuck Ted Cruz. <laughs> hey, fuck Ted Cruz and his whole family, bro. <laughs> like I know his family is innocent in it, but he's a piece of shit, man. Like and every motherfucker that's been bought up by the NRA just to cover up this as a only mental health issue and that it's not the, you know, guns falling this and that, you know. Like like I I'm I, I don't shit on like I appreciate that you can't have guns in the country. I still I still think you should be able to. But I do think that it's pathetic how people will just not try to make this an issue of politics, you know. Politicians will just make it not that when it clearly is. This kid bought guns in a state where you don't need a permit to have one when he just turned eighteen, yeah. and they were AR-15s. And
0: <laughs> we'll we'll definitely get into a yeah, little man. bit more of some of the details with mm-hmm. that because, um, well, so like I said, uh, he had live stream himself, uh, with like the nosebleed and the gun thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he also posted on Instagram a picture of two black rifles over the weekend before yeah. the shooting. And uh, to get back to his job at Wendy's, um, one employee to get back to his job at Wendy's, one employee uh, said that he would curse at the customers, at the managers, even at me. And she recalled once that he said, I'm going to shoot up this Wendy's and that he and that she thought he was just joking. And that two weeks ago, she said he stopped showing up to work. He purchased an AR style rifle on May 17th, a day after his 18th birthday. And then he bought another one on May 20th. And between uh, those dates, he bought 375 rounds of ammo. Ridiculous. And during all this, uh, he had been messaging obliquely about his plans of a 15-year-old girl from Germany. Mm. Uh, This girl uh, didn't want to give her real name, so she only gave her nickname as Cece. Mm -hmm. And she said that he had video called her in the days around his birthday from a gun store. Mm. And that he had also showed a black bag full of ammo and a gun. On Tuesday morning, the day of the shooting, uh, this is just kind of interesting, that Narsida Dahlia Luna and Mm. her eight-year-old grandson, who's a third grader, attended an end-of-the-year awards program in the school's cafeteria, and that her grandson wanted to go home early, and so they did. And she said, I gave in, and I'm glad I did. And they returned to their home on Diaz Street. Along that same short street, Mr. Ramos was living with his grandma. Mm. So it's just like short, small town yeah. type deal. But um, and less than half a mile away from there was Rob Elementary School. And so uh, Mr. Ramos uh, texted Cece just after 11 a.m., annoyed with his grandma who was calling about AT&T about his cell phone. Um, and he said in the text, I'm going to do something to her uh, right now. And uh, the screenshots don't show her responding, but it shows that he messages again at 1121 and says, I just shot my grandma in her head. I'm a shoot. I'm gonna go shoot up in elementary school right now. Mm-hmm. And his 66 year old grandma was shot in the head, but she survived the shot and began to flee into the street. And in that time, he got into her pickup truck and sped off with the ammo and the two rifles that he had bought. Mm hmm. Miss Luna uh, said another neighbor spotted the grandma with blood on her face running across the street. Um, So as as that happened, the gunman crashed a truck at high speed next to the school, roughly at 1130 a.m. At this point, he approached a school and encountered an avalde school district officer. And there's a lot of conflicting reports of what happened here, um, which we'll get into a little bit um, in a second. But pretty much what happens uh, from here is that one student uh, inside the school sees him outside the window and alerts the teacher. And in that moment, they start to hear gunfire outside the windows. It seems like it's being aimed at the windows. Mm -hmm. And so they proceed to escape out the other side uh, through the windows one by one. And they ran across the street to a funeral home, which is just that's crazy. Disgustingly ironic. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't know that. The gunman entered the school and two officers eventually showed up and were met with gunfire and the both of them were shot. Many more police arrived afterwards while the gunman barricaded himself in one of the classrooms, which was in an adjoining classroom. Mm -hmm. And uh, he shot 142 rounds during that time. And that it would take a tactical team and specialized Border Patrol agents to breach the room. One agent led with a shield while they breached and three agents behind would fire several times as they kill the gunman after 1 p.m. And so that's the timeline of how everything kind of went down. And so in that big gap of time where the police are just showing up, that's where a lot of attention has been being brought up to because a lot of people have kind of argued that the police could have done more. They could have. And uh, there's uh, it. It was reported that they were waiting uh, just in the hallway for more than an hour, and that they were ordered by the commander at the scene to not rush into the classrooms, regardless of the shooting that they could hear. Um, on top of that, yeah, uh, the the sorry the Mm -hmm. director of the state police said himself it was the wrong decision period yeah so even the police themselves have kind of acknowledged their situation
1: if it was was his kid in there i wonder what he would have done you know
0: yeah and it's just kind of raised questions of kind of how prepared are the police for Mm -hmm. school shootings because they supposedly do have trainings for this but how do you train a fucking kid to
1: you know like I, I just don't think that the training is there. You know, I remember I seen these ridiculous videos of put a blanket over yourself, you know, like a bulletproof blanket and just hope that you don't get shot from under the blanket. Oh, I, I'm
0: talking about training on the police. Oh, yeah. well, I
1: for kids, my bad. The, yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, that there's just kind of a question of like how effective is the training for yeah. the police for these sort of scenarios? Because apparently they, they do get trained on this stuff, but clearly what nothing really came of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I didn't get uh, this in my notes because after I wrote this up it this, uh, came out afterwards mm-hmm. but um, something that was brought up afterwards is that there was attention brought to the gun makers mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you saw anything about that no I but, just um, uh, I
1: know he bought the things online no or did he buy them in person
0: he bought the rifles in person, person? okay but um, the gun makers uh, they're, they're getting some fire because of this because uh, they've kind of had a history of doing some sort of questionable mm-hmm. uh, things which, the
1: ad with the kid saying rebel or something like that
0: and he's holding a gun yeah um, um, so that's kind of the big like target that mm-hmm. people are kind of like, yeah, that's just, is a stupid ass ad, man. that's just kind of <laughs> ridiculous. <you know? laughs> so yeah. it, you know, it, which I think just kind of speaks to like the perversion of advertising mm-hmm. in in a lot of ways. Yeah. So there's a lot of focus going on on that. Um, but like some other things that have been happening more on the political side of things is that, um, after all this, some of the responses include: Governor Kathy Hochul of New York said she would want, uh, she would work to raise to 21 at a minimum mm. the age for buying AR-15 style weapons. Yeah. In California, the state Senate advanced a bill along party lines proposed by Governor Gavin Newsom that would let private citizens sue those who make or sell outlawed ghost guns, ghost gun kits, and assault style weapons. And then Governor Greg Abbott held a news conference in Avalde where his competitor for re-election, Beto Oro- uh, Oroker, I'm, I believe, or just, sorry, Oroke, I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce his name, mm. upended him and blamed him for the carnage. He said, "The time to stop the next shootings right now and you are doing nothing. Yeah. And uh, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick responded, sit down, you're out of line, and embarrassment.
1: Yeah, I've seen that fucking dickhead.
0: And, uh... Governor Abbott later said, I hate to say this, but there are more people who are shot every weekend in Chicago than there are in schools in Texas. And he continued to say, people who think, well, maybe we just implement tougher gun laws, it's going to solve it. Saying that Chicago and L.A. and New York disprove that, that thesis, mm. which is just kind of an interesting uh, thing of him to say. It's kind yeah. of a Martin Shkreli thing uh, of um, him to say. Um I, I was curious, um, and I googled what the age was to buy a gun in all these places. Mm-hmm. Um, Chicago, you got to be, or in Illinois, you got to be twenty one. Yeah. Uh, L A, California, you got to be twenty one. Um, New York, uh, I think they have the hunting law, so you can have one at eighteen, mm-hmm. but you need to be twenty one to have a license. Okay. Um. To ha- to have an official license. Yeah. Uh. So, I just thought that was kind of an interesting mm-hmm. thing to bring up.
1: I was having a conversation yesterday about that with a friend of mine, Gabriel. He, he was like, I'm not drunk, but he was drunk. <laughs> and, um, they I even, <laughs> I even brought that up because he was asking me um, about the shooting. And, you know, he, he, my friend Brian, our friend Brian, he, he told me never, not talk, my friend. <laughs> he said never talk two things at a bar, um, politics and religion. And I think that's one of the best advice I've ever gotten because it's true, especially you never know where you are, who's listening. I also got a good advice from the bartender. He was saying that, um, I overheard a conversation, right? And then I, I was like, I don't mean to eavesdrop, but I heard what you just said. He was like, don't worry about it. You're never eavesdropping if it's at the bar, you know? Because you're really kind of speaking aloud. It's You're kind of close by. Not to eavesdrop purpose, purposefully, you know? But mm. it kind of made sense to him. I'm like, yeah, you're right. But he, I, I even brought that up myself. He said, so what do you think about the shooting? And this and that. I was like, of course it's sad. Of course it's this and that. But this is not to say, this is not to say my opinion on gun laws, but it's true. Like we do, Chicago has the deadliest shootings almost every year, you know? And I I do think that with how much emotion and and like suffering we're giving towards this cause, we should be giving that to Chicago as well. And every kid who loses their life, you know? And if we were to mound up that energy, you know, it would maybe lead to more passionate ways to solve the problem. You know, this is not to say that, this is not to deter everything and say, no, guns should be available to everybody or the laws here are better than the laws here, or vice versa. But I do think that is true, that we shouldn't just be having this true uh, suffering when it's only one instance, like a school shooting, you know, because if you trace back at it, I mean, just look up every year and how much shooting Chicago has. It's ridiculous, man. I've, I've said it before. I follow the newspaper page by mistake for Chicago. And every week, every day almost, it would just be like three black teens shot. You know, this person was shot. This kid was shot. And just news about how it's just going up and up. And I think the same thing with New York City and every major city, even Philadelphia and all that. Um, again, this is not to say, and I really want to stress that this is not referring to my opinions on guns. It's just really referring to the idea that we're, we're just kind of stale to this now, you know, where envision this. And, and I'll say this for sure. I forgot who it was that said this, but before Trump came into presidency. And oh no, I, I said this, so props to me. <laughs> no, I'm Quote yourself. As uh,
0: a wise man once said.
1: <laughs> My opinion was when Trump was coming out and, and just doing all these crazy things, saying all these crazy things, is that he he essentially normalized crazy. Right? He would just every week it was a ridiculous thing that Trump it would come out of his mouth. That we would just be so accustomed to craziness being the norm. Now when he did something extremely, you know, crazy it would just seem like a level up higher than what was already normally crazy, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to these shootings, we we don't bat an eye to you know this or that no more. Like does anybody remember the Buffalo shooting last week? I'm sure they do, especially the people of Buffalo. But where where's that news headlines? It's barely in the thing. I know it's there. Yeah, I mean it is there. Yeah, but but most of the things are this, you know. And before that, what was the shooting before that?
0: Uh, I mean, you can say the California shooting, right, exactly.
1: And then well, how about before that? Before
0: the California, our New York shooting. Damn, you got good American ass
1: shooting. memory. <laughs> <laughs> good ass memory. Well, again, regardless of um that, it's just we don't need these spike ups of tragedy to make us peak our interest into what we think should or should not be applied to guns. It should be every instance, you know. Um, that's just my opinion on it. I I I don't know. I, I'm I'm not trying to disregard these kids that lost their lives because Sandy Hook was the worst, you know. Um, when it did happen relative to that time period, I just think that something just got to be done, and nothing is being done. It's just gonna be a lot of banter back and forth, and in a month, it'll just be old news.
0: I um, you know? I something that came to mind pretty pretty intensely was mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Miracle, where they say um, apocalypse uh, on apocalypse, the word Holocaust is a household word, yeah, or household name, something mm-hmm. like that, and it just that just really rung to me of just like, man, you could just almost say like in America, like mass shooting is like a household name.
1: It really is, man. And it's fucking sad. Like this is shit has gotten me so like conflicted in my head that like, I'm not even, and this is not for sure, but like maybe there should be a fucking somebody with a gun inside there. You know, maybe teachers should have a gun so they can kill somebody walking in there, you know? Cause if the cops are just going to wait outside, you know, and just stand there while kids get shot in the face, um, this I'll say, I'm not saying that for sure. Like, obviously, that's an intense opinion, but there was a story of a little girl who covered herself in blood because that was happening inside the school. Hmm. Mind you, you're, mind you, being an elementary school student and you know your friends are dying. So you cover yourself in blood in hopes that you won't die. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. Yeah. And, and it's just more and more of that coming out.
0: It, I, I mean, the fact that they were also calling the police. Uh, yeah. The kids are calling the police from inside while mm-hmm. the police were already there. Yeah. Technically, it's just you know, it's really it's a really messy situation. Yeah. I, um, I really do hope something comes out of this yeah. at the end of the day. Uh, you know, one can hope. Yeah. But in um, Buffalo,
1: the lady called the police and she was whispering. The police officer hung up on her, and man. and that person, that police officer or whatever, is on like administrative leave or suspended. But how do you get hung up on the police just because you were whispering? She was (laughs) like, you don't have to whisper. it's like, bitch, I don't want to die. You know, like, what are you saying to me right now? And then you get hung up on. That's crazy.
0: I mean, I've definitely seen some, a lot of uh, varying opinions on the situation. Like, I i think uh something that was so ridiculous um it when uh this dude uh bedo mm-hmm. um interrupted uh governor abbott and stuff mm-hmm. that uh one of them said like how dare you try and politicize mm-hmm. this situation that's what everybody and does just, heads. and it's yeah. just kind of like what do you mean mm-hmm. it's like this this is a political issue yeah. like mm-hmm. it like everyone's talking about gun law right now yeah. it's it it's pretty insane. It- Ted Cruz was like, America's the safest place in the world,
1: right? <laughs> like, you fucking stupid ass douchebag. Like, what are you saying? You know, like like you, how do you say that after 21 people die in a school? How do you look at a camera and say, oh, this is the safest country in the world? You know why? Because you're taking money from people that are making you say that you're a puppet and you're also the person that left uh, was it Texas when they had the huge snowstorm and mm-hmm. his bitch ass went to Cancun. what a what a embarrassment of a politician but just because they praise this agenda of america freedom of speech and guns that's why they get reelected, and that's how dumb that process is of electing bum-ass officials you know like you don't need to really have uh, any agenda outside one that just funds your personal life then you just spew out whatever political stuff they want to hear yeah and it's crazy
0: it's really upsetting it's Mm -hmm. just kind of you really get to see how little power we have in this so-called democracy at times. And it's just kind of, it's kind of a sick joke. It's kind of like, damn, I I thought I had the (laughs) power. And and imagine
1: we were the power (laughs) and imagine if there, again, not to be like that, but imagine those politicians, kids were in that building. Would that ever happen? Would that ever happen? And you know, and then when it does happen, hopefully not, of course, you know, this and that to their children. If it does, cause America says it will, right? To a politician's child. Let's see what the response is then, you know? And that's, that's the shittiest thing ever. Cause then you just see the hypocrisy spew out, you know? And, uh, oh, man, I'm not trying to hope for that for anybody and ever. But also the police funding in Uvalde is 40%. Like 40% of the funding of Uvalde is police
0: oh shit yeah that's a lot yeah
1: that's that, that i saw his instagram post but i'm looking at here it's on bloomberg bloomberg yeah and it says why police funding makes up 40 percent of uvalde's budget that's, that's why it gets me so tight that these bitches were just standing outside you that's know crazy that's fucking bullshit man i don't agree with, fully with the whole like defund and get, abolish the police because you need policemen and women you know but what the fuck man <laughs> like you know like you get all this money almost half then you're just standing outside and then you got to be like whoops we were wrong tell that, tell that to the parent of every fucking kid that lost their life you know it's ridiculous man it's yeah. it's ridiculous and it, that's a lack of bravery and and correct you
0: know yeah it's just it's just a shitty situation all around it's kind of like you know at the end of the day we want someone to blame cuz yeah. we're human um and it's just there's so many People to point fingers at honestly and it's just it that and that's why it's so messy it's just kind of like yeah it's like it's like um the john wick poster where everyone's pointing the guns at john wick he just has a pencil but but this time it's just like Uh. a mexican standoff where it's just like everyone's just like pointing at each other yeah it's just Uh no one no one can decide who who to blame
1: it's like that and then the person above is like uh no guns are the not the problem here <laughs> yeah. it's like wait no maybe they are at this point. um i just i just i get i'll let you continue right now but i also just think that you can't have you can't solve this right now you know like only because those kids lives are lost and it, it's not it doesn't make it any better if it was adults but when i can't stand looking at the pictures of the kids just because like when you see those parents on tv just talking about it and holding the pictures of a frame of their child I mean, it just upsets me now, man. It's just yeah. nobody should ever go through that. And I yeah. see news people in, interviewing parents and stuff. And sometimes I don't think that's correct. I feel the news should just stay the fuck away from parents, you know, because they, I also understand they want to tell their story, like the parents that have lost kids. But, like, I saw Anderson Coop, Cooper um, interviewing this guy who lost his daughter. And I was just like, get away from this guy. You know, he's crying. Like, he's he lost his kids. Like, maybe they're doing it just because you're there and they feel like they need to. But, like, that's also like just fucking leeches right there
0: that's media for you
1: disgusting leeches bro it's it's the worst and it's horrible i i don't know how what you feel about this my bad i'm trying but with the with when they asked the reporter the police person that was referring talking to the crowd like they asked him to, to speak spanish like can you say anything spanish like can you say anything in spanish and he just walked away and um he i didn't did think it, this uh this was like maybe today or yesterday but it, I envisioned this. Uh, it was like a police officer or a sheriff of Texas in that town speaking to the media and people. And after he was done, they were asking him, like the, the media, or like, can you say something in Spanish? Mind you, Uvalde is a predominantly Hispanic community. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, can you say something in Spanish or speak in Spanish or say anything in Spanish? And the officer walked away. And uh-huh. saw, yeah. And I saw somebody that I know uh post something. Her name Camilla. Camilla. Um, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but she was saying that like most of the uh, children of immigrant parents do the translating for them so ha- to have those people that don't know how to speak english uh, um you know this is we're just guessing here to not have them being spoke to in their language you know is just kind of a spit in the face of them because mm-hmm. they would normally have the kids translate for them um what do you think about that i don't i don't really have a strong opinion on that to be honest i think there are more important things uh, uh
0: i mean i guess I mean, they should have a translator Somebody, at, at right? the least, yeah. like, or I don't know, like in, in the written report, have it in like some of it in Spanish or mm-hmm. something like that. Or I don't know. I I mean, that's definitely like not as like important yeah. I, as I would say is like any other like mm. things revolving around this. But I agree. It's just, you know, the police can can do better in a yeah. day. <laughs> Like <laughs> way better. But I mean. The, I just, you know, I want to go down, uh, the victims, mm-hmm. um, and I'm just going to start it off. Yeah. Uh, we have Mike Yulena Rodriguez, Tess Mata, Miranda, Gail Mathis, Alexandria, Aria Rubio, Layla Salazar, Irma Garcia, who is one of the teachers, Jayla Salgaro, Jackie Cazares, Amarie Jo Garza, Eva Mireles, who is one of the teachers. Jose Flores, Xavier Lopez, Lucia Garcia, Ellie Garcia, Eliana Torres, Rogelio Torres, Nevea Elisa Bravo, McKenna Lee Elrod, Jace Carmelo Lovemos, Alithia Ramirez, and Annabel Guadalupe Rodriguez. And those those are the people that we lost. Yeah.
1: and even the uh, the husband of one of the teachers that lost their lives had a heart attack like two days after. So that's another guy, like, you know, add that to the murder of this guy. Um and it sucks, man. It sucks ass. That's uh and then and then the ages, uh, just to read down the list, eleven years old, there's two eleven year old, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, like about ten ten year olds, one nine year old, one uh and then the teachers were forty eight and forty four. So this guy I like, I mean he just murdered children, like, you know, really. like
0: ridiculous bro
1: Damn. it's
0: it's fucking sad shit man it when i was when i was putting this together i was just getting sad like every yeah. other second i was like ah, this is so hard to write yeah, about man. like i just kept stepping away every now and then because i was like i i need like a minute
1: yeah man i mean i'm looking at the pictures of the kids now and i don't understand how you could do that to children like anybody but just like i don't even want to imagine their faces as he was you know pointing a gun at them or, or even the police officers that didn't do anything that had to walk in there and
0: that could hear the gunfire yeah. and everything they could probably hear the shouting and stuff too y- imagine taking out the bodies
1: you know and walking to the thing yeah. I, th- this i heard i didn't read but i heard that all the parents that went to go see their kids also had to get um, swabbed like dna swabbed or something yes and that ice was around there for some selfish fucking reason um uh it's ridiculous it's it's so stupid and yeah 21 man 21 people
0: Oof. yeah man mm. you know there there's there's nothing else to say yeah it you know that's if you didn't know the the facts of, of that if you didn't know the details of that i mm. hope that this taught you something mm. um cuz this is going to go down in books i feel like yeah, that's what this definitely. is this is going to be talked about for a while
1: no doubt until it isn't because the attention span of the people are there.
0: I think so, honestly. I don't know, man. It's 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 as bad as Sandy Hook.
1: I know, but I haven't heard anybody bring Sandy Hook unless something else happens like Sandy Hook, you know? Like but I,
0: I think it's always in people's like people like remember Sandy Hook. For sure.
1: Well, I just think also I mean it's just I mean in the sense of that. I want to see how many people will do something to change this if they're truly that passionate about it. You know, mm-hmm. not to say that we will. I'm not saying that we're going to run for office and this and that, but um, I do think that it will come around again where we'll just have another politician stressing gun laws, you know, and not using. Like it'll just be one of those things that fade away in time because we are that type of culture. It's it's today. It's the we're in the world of social media and TV and movies. You know, at the end we will just be wearing those pins, and some of those pins will just end up in garbage. You know, well, and
0: one can hope for. The <laughs> one can hope. You know, like our yeah. intro song, a bit of hope, a bit of hope, a bit that, of hope. That's that is that's,
1: the intro song, right? Yeah, like, we need to buy that fucking song. We <laughs> 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 about to reach episode one hundred. He's gonna be like, "So where's my cash?" <laughs> like no, that's your free, bro. He, he got his cash. He got He did get his cash.
0: <laughs> but uh, so I originally I mm. I um. I didn't even want to do a third news topic. I kind of just wanted to just shoot the shit after this and just really like have, have a fun episode. Um, so originally, uh, one of the topics I was going to bring up after the reading, but Mm. I'm just going to kind of mention it now is I was like, you know what? Maybe we should just talk about red dead too. Oh yeah, sure. (laughs) It's like, I finally beat it. We haven't really talked about it. Yeah, man. But you know, like we can just talk about that for a little bit if you want. (laughs) Yeah. A game that we have to shoot people. (laughs) i mean i'm with it though
1: <laughs> <laughs> we we can we don't have to <laughs> no i love that game i remember the first time i played that game uh beatrice bought it for me right and so just getting started when i played the first one i fell in love with that shit man the first one was the best i was obsessed with like skinning the animals like you know shooting them like trying to find different things of course and just riding around. I mean, it was just a great story too. Mm-hmm. But the second one took that shit to a whole new level. Like, God. the second
0: one is like the first one like pushed to eleven. Steroids, man. It's it's the GTA of uh,
1: like not country. What is it? Western. Uh, West. Western. Yeah. Uh, I, I I think it's ten out of ten. That game. This, this is. Is there a lot of glitches? I remember you posted like, a glitch. Oh right? yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. I. I especially on pc or at least my copy because apparently like (laughs) my cousin jordan uh Mm. like he played on pc and didn't really run into any issues but i ran into issues like every now and then it was pretty annoying like (laughs) i i think by the end of my uh, playthrough i ended at about 70 hours Mm. but i would say that honestly about four hours of that is just lost to time that I had to restart the game because of a glitch or something. That's success. So, you know, definitely took a small chunk of of my playthrough time, Mm -hmm. but, um, that game is so good, yeah, man. Like yep. it, every little bit of it, just like has so many memorable yeah. uh, conversations and stuff like that. Like the the one when Arthur uh, mm-hmm. goes to uh, Dutch by the end, and he tries to tell him that um they should let John and um I forget who else leave, mm-hmm. uh, and he tells him like I insist, <laughs> and Dutch goes you insist <laughs> and it's like the tension and it's like by that point I'm like yo fuck Dutch
1: Dutch is a piece of shit yeah man and, but the voice acting is great too the voice acting is oh, phenomenal yeah. I, I was gonna play it again right cause I saw you playing it and I was like damn we're gonna play this and I checked my profile bro I've be, I beat like 90 something percent of that game like a high man wow. yeah and I was like what the fuck cause I don't even remember doing you that you must have
0: done a lot of the <laughs> hunting and bro, shit bro a
1: lot of the hunting the berries the all that stuff right so I was there I don't, I'm not sure if you can set up several games like you know you have new game one like new game a, a safe two. slot i think yeah. you can because I, I was looking for it and then i it was saying that you have it just involves some process where i thought i had to risk giving up my 90 like eight uh. percent so i was like fuck that <laughs> but i might just do it anyway when i have some time or next covid lockdown because <laughs> i tried to play the new fallout um fallout 4 oh uh, right? i thought
0: you were gonna say 76 and i was nah. like <laughs> yeah
1: right. i've heard bad things about that and fallout 4 isn't necessarily bad But you legitimately need to have no life outside of, like, a home. Like, you need to have no job, no nothing, to really, like, enjoy that game. And I was going to do Fallout 3, but I didn't. I was like, let me just do Fallout 4, see Mm -hmm. how it's like. But it's not
0: Fallout New Vegas, you know? Some people consider New Vegas, like... (laughs) Uh, probably the best yeah, like, I think so people argue that or Fallout 3 is the mm-hmm. best they say that a lot I should have done yeah. Fallout 3 like a day. I I, <laughs> I I played the shit out of Fallout 4 mm-hmm. I never beat it though I got to like the very end in terms of like the main story mm-hmm. and I just never finished it Okay, like it got to a point to me where I had to make a really tough decision mm-hmm. and my indecisive ass <laughs> just said you know what I'm gonna just not play the rest of this just game just throw the control of the TV <laughs> yeah. I'm was, going to the park <laughs> <laughs> I was like I was like you know what or
1: I could do nothing yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, and, I, and that's what I did, and I and, and I just repeat like, the game. Are you gonna control us? <laughs> nah. <laughs> I, there, there was these uh, great animated videos by uh-huh. this dude on YouTube called Joel Haver. Okay, uh, he has this like he does weekly shorts every every week. Nice. Um, but he does animated ones too. And he did this one series of like playing an RPG video game. And the last one of that like mini series mm. is uh, when you go back into a game after a long time. Oh. <laughs> and it's just like you've hundred percented the game and it's just, there's nothing else to do. And you're just bored as fuck. <laughs> and the NPCs are just repeating the same thing. Yeah. And you're like, yep. Uh-huh. I did this. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, man. I got to show you those videos. Show they're, me, they're really good.
1: I, um, when I played fall in new Vegas, I let the cannibal stay i was like
0: i i mean i never played new vegas (laughs) so i i don't don't know what you're getting at
1: spoilers but um so there's like uh you know there's civilizations and stuff that build within themselves Mm -hmm. and there's some cannibals they're really weird so they you would go to like a hotel in like las vegas and you would be there and they would host their like dinner and everything and then at the end of the game or like closing closer to the end of the game you choose which who lives and who doesn't like who you wanted to prosper with and I was like, ah, these cannibals ain't hurting nobody. <laughs> I mean, they are. But <laughs> I'm like, maybe they got a lot of money to provide my civilization. <laughs> so Damn. there's room for a little bit of you. You outsource you know? them. <laughs> Ooh, <You're> I- Apple. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> let's fucking go unionization. Um, so Brian brought up this topic yesterday. And I want to bring it up to you just because it's kind of a throwback to our old episode when okay. we covered Mouse, Art Spiegelman. Mm hmm. And we were having a conversation about Hitler, right? Those are the best conversations to have. <laughs> top 10. <laughs> top for 10. Sure. Um, top 9. <laughs> oh, I see what you did you there. You see what I did there? Oh, man. No, let's cap it up. Uh, nah,
0: <laughs> we don't, we don't, we don't got to do that. I, I I acknowledged it. That was enough. Um, well, <laughs> he was lucky I acknowledged it.
1: <laughs> he, uh, he was saying, when it comes to the situation of Hitler, what... Who do you think was to fault? Who do you think is to blame there? Right, Hitler himself, the government that allowed him to get voted in, or the people that voted him in. Like, if you were to place blame, the most blame on on everybody.
0: Well, like, I think that kind of is similar to sort of the gun law yeah. situation, where um. it's just everyone wants to point fingers. Yeah, but I mean. You look at Russia and Ukraine, it's like, it's easy to say that this Mm -hmm. is Putin's fault, but again, the rest of the world is just kind of letting him do this. Yeah. So it's very similar to that as well. So Mm -hmm. it's just kind of, you know, everyone wants to point fingers, but it's like, I don't think there's really much, like, there's not a singular person you can blame. I think it's just kind of, there are faults here and there, and that's just kind of the reality of it. Yeah. Like, no one is perfect in this. So it's just everyone's yeah. fucking up everyone's done goof. goofing
1: Everybody doesn't go. i agree i actually told them that i was i was saying it can't be the people's fault because i told them like what do what do dogs do in mexico when they're hungry when they're thirsty right they'll drink from any bowl of water that's there to be drinking from right but in mexico a lot of times they'll poison water bowls for dogs because there's a lot of dogs out there like wild dogs damn and then they just kill them you know and i asked him i was like and like that movie like the button movie where it's like you want a billion dollars push this button but somebody has to die in the world you ever heard about that movie uh i don't know but it's kind of like imagine somebody bursted into your room with your family right and they were like hey uh, i know you're starving i know you're hungry i know the world's in poverty and this and that so we'll let you eat we'll let you thrive even and come out on top but somebody else has to suffer you know and then like imagine what choice would you make in that time when you can see the bones of your kids because they're so hungry, right? And then I was thinking about, uh, and I'm not saying one choice is right or wrong. I mean, I just think that ethics is thrown out the window in moments of true you know, severity. And then I thought about like Hitler himself and how I'm not trying to say it's not his fault because of course it is, but in, uh, when you can rise to the top and work your way through crevices of, of politics, right? And be Hitler, who allowed you in? Like who's opening the door? right like yes you're able to spew this message to people all with the platform of government so again i'm not trying to say hitler's blame this but i would say maybe it's the government's fault for allowing somebody to you know rise up to that power it's for there to be no true halt but I, of course i don't know the real details of that specific government of that time but it's pretty much what you're saying it's there's no like direct finger to point it's just a circle Of like, I can blame this person, you can blame that person, you can blame this building, you can blame that. But there's no real, I just thought it was an interesting thing to bring up.
0: It's just a bad circle jerk, honestly. Yeah, basically. It's like, I'm more evil. No, I'm more evil.
1: (laughs) Nine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that one is good. (laughs) Slap it up. All right, all right, all right. (laughs) I got a joke like that later. It doesn't involve the number nine or the word nine, but you'll see.
0: Or the movie nine.
1: <laughs> oh, that's a good movie. I it's I don't okay. remember it. It just looks cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it is okay. It's ambitious. I, hear, I like that. It's perfect. <laughs> Coraline Our Hero is a good movie. Oh, Coraline's amazing. I, I gotta watch it. I've never seen it I've,
0: before. I've watched that movie multiple times. It's really? so good it's fucking. Neil Gaiman
1: Neil, oh yeah that's exactly what I remember from because when we were doing Sandman that's what I looked up of course it would be good if it's Neil Gaiman I'm going <laughs> yeah. book three now I think so nice yeah, bro, I love that fucking series
0: <laughs> it's so good well, we're going to do some reading ourselves nice so I send you a little file got you oops open Safari
1: so, sponsored by Safari today <laughs> nah fuck Safari Microsoft Edge <laughs>
0: <laughs> what, is, that's, a, that's a browser yeah
1: trash
0: <laughs> uses less RAM than Google Chrome bitch <laughs>
1: Uh, let me go through my emails.
0: So this story uh, is something mm-hmm. that I had to write as a nonfiction piece for one of my classes. Okay. Uh, back in college, um, it was originally titled uh, "The Choice of Procrastination." Okay. And then I reworked it, and then I renamed it. I digress. Okay. I'm about um, writing it right now. So, to kind of just get into it, it starts off like this. Mm. What does one write for a nonfiction piece? I've been asking myself that question question since I was given this assignment. I didn't know what I should possibly write about. I imagined, I should probably write about a defining moment in my life. That makes sense. But I could never decide on one moment. I think of many different moments in my life, all things that I consider make me the person that I am today. But none of those moments feel like the definitive moment. Instead, I'm laying here in bed at 12.43am, now technically the day this assignment is due, and I'm still wondering what to write about. I've always had this feeling that my story should be an extension of me, that my stories can show the world who I am. No, not in the sense of fame, not in the sense of here I am world. Instead, I want my stories to genuinely tell you who I am as a person, but I can't find the story right now. I don't know what to write about. I look over at my girlfriend who's sleeping beside me. She's so wonderful. As I write this, I'm using a two-in-one laptop that I bought from a startup company and I regret it. <sighs> I will mark every time I run into a hiccup with this laptop so you too can feel my pain or at least try. Mark, I've been with my beautiful girlfriend for three years now, and I just love her. She's currently sick because I got her sick because I'm still getting over sickness. I digress. It's 101 a.m., and I still don't have a story. All I have are the thoughts and memories and feelings that I have for the time being. I'm sorry if you expected something different. This is all I have. First and foremost, out of all the things I want to talk about, comic books. My girlfriend sometimes talks in her sleep. She just said, that's wild. That's wild. Anyways, (laughs) comic books. It's a way of life, a way to live by, and something to live for. Superman was created in the late 1930s, during an era where Hitler still ruled, and seemed there was nothing to stop this evil tyrant. Jerry Siegel and Joe Shuster were two young immigrant Jewish boys who were tired of this man. Together, they created Superman, someone who could stop Hitler. As we know him today, Superman is a universal symbol for truth, justice, and the American way. However, if you look further, you'll find that a majority of the comic book industry from the 1940s to 50s consisted mostly of Jewish boys wishing for someone to rescue them. Stanley, Jewish. I would list other big names that are as mentionable as Stanley, but that would be pointless. I digress. The significance of the com- comic book industry being a success comes from the hopes and fears of all the Jewish boys that needed it the most. I would say comic books are for the outsiders, but then again, comic books are for anyone. They're for anyone that has ever felt alone, or scared, or helpless, or lost, or in need of some escape, some rescue. People might forget what it means to be a superhero, but it's never the powers. Now, it might seem like an obvious Disney answer in hindsight, but powers don't make the hero. Choice makes a hero. To put in better context, imagine a Superman landed in Russia instead of America. Don't fret, you don't have to. You can read a storyline by Mark Miller who uh, wrote Kick-Ass and Wanted called Superman Red Sun, where it explores just that. Mark... But the point is if superman landed in russia he would be the same man that we already know same ideals same mentality same power he still fights for his country he still holds back his punches and he still fights for truth and justice the only difference is he has a hammer and sickle on his chest mark i think about the moment when i decided i want to start writing comic books i had always enjoyed writing and making up stories and characters but it was something i never took seriously my mind was always set towards working in the tech industry i wanted to be a computer engineer for whatever reason Actually, it wasn't for whatever reason. My immigrant family had fought their way to this country if nothing to their names. They wanted the best for me, but that also meant being the best for them. And being the best meant having the highest paying job. This way I could never have to struggle as they have struggled. My cousins and I were led at an early age to become lawyers, doctors, and tech giants. It was the only way I would be happy. Scratch that. It was the only way they would be happy. I digress. This is my second year at New York Comic Con, and I was much more prepared. Last year, I was not prepared with any of the comics that I should have brought to get signed. So now, I was hell-bent to pack accordingly for the three out of four days I went. In my endeavor to get my prize reading signed, I brought my volume one of the 2011 Marvel Now run of Deadpool. I had it planned to have the writer and the original creators of the characters sign it for me, making it the most valuable thing I own. Out of the three signatures I was seeking, I saw Fabian Necetia first. He is the Steve Wozniak, the duo creation behind the character of Deadpool. To elaborate, Wozniak was the true brains behind Steve Jobs and was quickly left behind in the dust. Comparatively, Necetia co-created Deadpool with legendary creator Rob Lafilde. While LaField was praised for years, so much so he has a cameo in the Deadpool film, Necetia never quite reached that stardom. At least he had a highway sign named after him in said film. I digress. There is quite the line for him, because at least the comic book community will still always value him as an equal creator of the character. Reaching closer and closer, I found that each signature would cost $5, and I found that I only had $20 for the day. Finally, I'm next in line, as I'm about to get a go about my introduction, which I rehearsed in my head, another author comes to his booth to greet him. And this is clearly a moment that people of this industry do not get to have enough of. My girlfriend is questioning me in her sleep and tossing about enough gibberish. I've lost her. After this, other author and Fabian are done briefly catching up on, about each other's works in this author's new novel and the process behind it, he apologizes to me and introduces himself. I tell him it is no problem because i found the conversation quite interesting, as I like to write myself. He responds with care and asks, what have I written so far? What have I written so far? What have I written? I don't know. I begin to baffle my words and I explain how I actually have not completed any works. I'm going to stop you right there, Necetsia said. I was confused and struck by his bluntness, and I shut my mouth before he could continue. And when he does, he looks me in the eyes and tells me if I'm serious about writing, this is what I need to do. I would go over in deep detail and say exactly what he said to me, but I think I'll keep this one a secret. I digress. Fabian Necetia gives me his advice. He signs my volume on a Deadpool personally and doesn't charge me for the signature. Walking away from the booth, I took a moment to myself and laughed out loud and shed a tear. I fight the same tear now as I write this. The idea of becoming a writer was not welcome in my household. My family wanted me to go to school to work with computers because that's where the future was headed and seemed the best course of action for family. It's where I would make the most money. When I decided to switch majors, I was fought with much disapproval. All my family members were shocked and could not stop racking their heads at this choice of mine. Was this yet another action of rebellion against them, or was I simply making a stupid decision? I digress. It's 2.08 a.m., and my knees are hurting from sitting crisscrossed for so long. I think of when I was growing up, and when someone, anyone, would ask what superhero would I want to be. I would always say Spider-Man. The thought of swinging through New York City at such heights and speeds always excited me. However, now that I'm older, the reason why Spider-Man is my favorite superhero has changed. I believe Peter Parker would still be the Spider-Man even if Uncle Ben had not passed away, versus Bruce Wayne, who I believe would not be Batman if his parents lived. I say this because as much as I love Batman, my second favorite superhero, I believe the choice to be Batman is a selfish one. This is all up for debate, but I see Peter Parker is more of a hero than Bruce Wayne. Peter Parker does good for the sake of good, whereas Bruce Wayne does good to prevent that night from happening again. There's a lesson to be learned there. I'm exhausted of this remaining stigma against comic books. Even with the rise of superhero movies reading a comic book in current academia is like reading a children's book yes it's a comic book yes people still read comic books yes the art is mature yes the language is more complex i believe many people have this notion that comic books are still written as they were when they were first popularized comic books are no longer drawn out pages of introducing characters like a game of who's who comic books no longer rely on onomatopoeias filling the page to cheat a shorter script comic books are no longer the fears of young men hiding from the war now, comic books can be about the fears of any individual. God Country, a comic about an elderly man who's the only one that can wield a godly sword being hunted by forging gods of the universe past, is truly a comic about death, family, and the fear of loss. Arkham Asylum, home to all of Batman's villains, is actually a simple metaphor for evil. Watchmen, a comic about costume vigilantes during the Vietnam War, is about that war and the impact of it on America. Mix of political commentary on the politics of then, mix of social commentary on the status quo of then, mix of tackling themes such as mental illness, ego, rape, greed, and more. All in a comic book. I digress. It's 2.38am, and I believe I need a mental breather. It's 3.08am. I took the time to glance at Instagram and watch a YouTube video on, on the Samsung announcements of their new 2019 lineup. I accidentally woke up my girlfriend and I ended up getting us a water refill. I think about the choices that people make every day. I think about my father, who I love, who ultimately caused a divorce that destroyed my life, Mark. I think about that final night my father stayed with me and my mom. How he laid on the couch, staring into oblivion with the many million thoughts of what he would do next and me. Standing at the edge of the hall, barely creeping into the room, holding on to one of my stuffed animals or pillows. My dad catching my sight, telling me, go to sleep, Javi, I love you. My head hurts. I think about the choice that was laid ahead of me, the choice to do better, to be better than what this divorce wanted me to be. Sometimes I feel like I take my parents' divorce more intensely than others. I could be wrong. Growing up with my mom, I was led to believe that I deserved the kind of lives these other kids did on Nickelodeon sitcoms. I fought for that kind of life. In middle school, I went to school in Manhattan and found how a majority of my friends had that Nickelodeon lifestyle I craved. And I found it felt, I felt more at home at friends than my own home. I could never understand how so many of my friends were this fortunate. At some point in life, I thought, it's because they're white, obviously. But now I think about the cracks in my rose-tinted memories. One friend never actually knowing their father, another whose parents were so busy he never saw them, and another whose mother was diagnosed with breast cancer. And they're all white. I'm not entirely sure how, how any of them are today. I'm not good at keeping up with people. But I hope they're doing well and that life isn't being too harsh to them. I think about the choices they all had. I think about all the asshole shithead fuckwad dickhead motherfuckers who make the choices they make. I think about my old boss. He was a huge fucking asshole. I think about the stories of him making people cry, pushing them to quit the day of, and even getting physical with certain employees. I worked in their food truck, but had to work in their brick and mortar cafe once. All those locations carried different menus, which meant I had to which I had done a lot of piggybacking and questioning in order to keep up. I had to prepare a certain dish, which I had never made. I asked someone how the dish should be prepared, and I followed their instructions perfectly. Ten minutes after it was sent out, my boss came into the kitchen questioning who prepared said dish. I told him I made it, and he then responded by yelling at me for preparing it incorrectly. This is my reputation on the line. You're not here to make me look bad. He hadn't even brought the dish back, as I could see the customer was gladly eating it without concern. But I nodded and said okay, all the while the other employees kept their heads down, even though it was them who instructed me as such thanks, guys. I think about what his two children might possibly go through. I try to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I think about the choices he's had. I think about the choices given to him by the important people in his life and the choices they probably made. I don't think my old boss made the right choice now he's a raging asshole that no one can get along with, let alone his wife. These are the things that I think to about myself. I can't be bothered with the latest Kardashian scandal. instead, I need to understand why my old boss is such a fucking dick. Sometimes people are surprised by what little I know of mainstream culture. Sometimes I'm surprised by how many people know about mainstream culture. My brother some years ago was getting bullied at school for reading a comic book. Only nerds read comic books. I couldn't believe it. Kids are still recycling the same bully tactics from decades ago. The difference is, these bullies love all the superhero movies and never miss a single one of them. Thus raises a question, what the fuck? why can't there be such thing as individuality? Why are all the dickhead bullies and bosses seemingly staring us to follow the mainstream and abandon any choice we might have had? Never mind, why does reading a comic book make you a nerd? Better question is, why is being a nerd a bad thing? I'll never understand. I digress. It's 4.17am and the clock is starting to beat me. I think about Peter Parker. I think about the nerd from Queens with straight A's and it is the school photographer. I also think about what he does outside of school. The lives he saves, the danger he repels, the hope he spreads, the security he ensures, yet he will constantly be bullied and be stepped on and be overlooked and do it willingly. He has the choice to stop all of that. He has that choice. I think about punk rock, and I think about how perfect uh, comic books and punk rock go together, like mac and cheese. I've been listening to punk for as long as I've been reading comics. I convinced my dad to buy me a guitar at the end of my freshman year of high school. We bought it without permission from my mom, and suffice to say, she was furious. To her, me picking up the guitar would be a waste of time, and that I wouldn't continue through with it. I did. I've come a long way from taking a week to learn a song to learning and recording a song within days. I think about how I was invited to a secret Spotify show for my most inspirational band, Blink-182. I never having the opportunity to have gone seen them as a the band broke up through time, and even after reuniting, more drama would only continue to follow. Anyways, being invited for free to see my favorite band for the first time was nothing less than inspirational. I think about going to See Rise Against, another free show that I was fortunate to be invited to. The band had been signed for over a year now and they finally had this new album being released. Tim McIlraff, lead singer, took a moment to speak about where this new album of theirs is coming from. They were hiding, unmotivated, and scared to do something new. Eventually, they had the choice to. Eventually, they found the choice to say no to hiding. You don't walk away if you're tail between your legs. You become the wolf. Punk rock is constantly underappreciated by the mainstream, but people will still sing along to every word of all the small things by Blink-182. Some people find punk rock to just be head noise. And it's just a bunch of whiny dudes on guitars. What's funny is that they're right but can't see the beauty in it. Punk rock, or to be broader, punk, has always been the culmination of making a choice. For the most part, that choice is something that carries a heavy burden. Being punk is not an act of rebellion for the sake of rebellion. Being punk is a choice to question the world around you and to make your own decisions. Usually that decision is to simply be yourself, and only yourself. You don't need to be a punk rocker to make this choice. Even small choices like quitting that shitty job of yours can be considered punk act. Leaving your small hometown in search of something bigger is a punk act. Being a writer instead of what your family wanted is a punk act. I believe the followers of punk rock wear their scars like military ribbons. There shouldn't be any shame in the choices you make. At a concert, there's a real sense of unity knowing that there are millions of others who feel just like you. The sweat, blood, and tears in a mosh pit exemplify that we are all one group with a million different personalities. All the pent-up anger, angst, sadness, frustration, and pain are all free as each person wears it like a shirt. This is me. You got a problem with that? No? Well, all right. At a concert, I can be myself with no consequence. I would say there's no judgment in the realms where I dive, but that wouldn't be true. We're still human, and we're not perfect. I'm not perfect. I think about how much I fight for individuality, but then I think about how many times I go against that and judge someone simply because I don't like them. I'm not perfect. Practicing your own practice is like forgetting who you are. I wish I could say that if you attempted at entering the world of comics or punk rock, you would be treated with constant respect and constant understanding. But this is a real world. Yes, you still have sexists who believe comics are for men. Yes, you have punk rockers who think that they know music better than Beethoven. It's not perfect, but nothing is. I think about that last night my father stayed with us. I think to now. It's 5.07 a.m., and all I've done is talk about the things I like, the things I think to myself. I look over at my girlfriend who is sound asleep. I wish I could be asleep right now, holding her, loving her. I digress. I think about the nerd from Queens and how I let myself get yelled at, stepped on, and pushed around willingly. I think about the choice I have. I think about Peter Parker. He had a choice and it led him down a path that would make it so he would never allow himself to make that choice again. I think about Peter Parker more than I do Spider-Man. Because a real hero is Peter, not Spider-Man. Spider-Man is just a mask. I think about Stan Lee. I think about how I'll never hear him tell me that that I, too, am a living, breathing superhero. I think about his message. I think about the refuge comic books have given me. I think about the combined refuge for my comics and music. And I rub the water out of my eyes. It's 5.23 a.m. And all I can think about is the choice I have. And I can either keep fighting for the Nickelodeon life I deserve or I can accept my life and move on. This is my choice, my life, my story. Now it's time to stop procrastinating and write this story. The end.
1: Yeah, that was... You know, that would, <clears throat> I had to cough the whole time. <clears throat> <clears throat> that was really fucking good, man. Like I really, really enjoyed that. Um, Jesus Christ. That's that's really nice. I took some notes too, just bring us a couple things to talk about. But first of all, if you have things in your head that you want people to hear or you just want written, do it. Because I thought that was really great. I love how you ended it. Uh, not to just be so simple about it. But I like how you say, like, this is my life. This is my, you know, this and that. And now I got to start procrastinating. You know, like, while doing that, you you just took what was going on and made it, you know, a perfect piece of writing. Like, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, um, I, I had this planned in my head before yeah. I wrote it. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember um telling Ana, I was like. I'm just going to stay up really late to write this paper. And she's like, why? I was like, cause I can feel it. It's America. It's just like, it's going to hit me. I know, I know it's going to hit me and it's just, I'm going to write this fucking paper in one night. Yeah, man. Uh,
1: I think that was really awesome. I think there's a beauty to writing and there's like a, like an intimateness to it. Is that a word? Intimateness? I think so. I I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that it's really amazing what you said. Um, uh, I want to refer to the beginning where you talk about like, um, i love 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 how when you go back to like the history of comic books like when you brought up the 1930s and comics being created but the characters being created by jewish men and stuff like that i never knew that ever and i'm pretty sure anybody that hears this will learn a bunch of like like 10 to 15 new things there you kind of say history without meaning to say it like your 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 topic is more so just you but that stuff is interesting i remember even back then when we did mask nyc i remember you telling me about like uh how can I say you meeting certain people that created Batman uh, wrote for Batman and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And how your brother got bullied for comics. And I was like, what the fuck? Like <laughs> who's still like you're writing, like who fuck bullies people for that? That's yeah. ridiculous. Um, But I also wanted to bring up like, so Yesterday, like just yesterday, I, I was out I of Domino's with Beatrice. We okay. were downstairs. Nice. And usually we just go downstairs across the street and just smoke like a joint or whatever and then watch a movie afterwards. Beautiful. Yeah, man, that's the best. <laughs> and we put, I put on kick ass, which is hilarious. Nice. This, yeah, I just put on kick ass. We didn't get to do the whole movie because we were smoking in outside. Just watching the beginning and when he jumps off the roof and <laughs> smashes to the car. <laughs> yeah. And while I was in Utah, I stayed up late. And I was watching the other guys. So too much people jumping on roofs. (laughs) You know, I was like, because that's when The Rock and somebody else they just jump off the roof.
0: I don't remember the other guys too well.
1: It's so dumb. It's fucking. They're they're like getting chased, but they're the police. And they're like, there's no way. There's no way out. And The Rock, there's like really cocky police officers. And he looks at his partner. He's like, look, you see down there? They're like on a forty-story building. He's like, let's just jump. He's like, what? And he's like, let's just do it. Don't worry, we'll find a way. And so they just jump to their deaths. (laughs) (laughs) Right <laughs> yeah the police chief is like you know they were honorable heroes crazy shit that they did <laughs> did they think they were gonna survive anyway so i'm watch- I um i'm thinking about just watching that and and then i also want to refer to um, how i, I watched a little bit of the hulk with this guy from american history x uh, edward norton yeah i was working on something or maybe just playing like pokemon the new pokemon game fire nice. amazing <laughs> and i i just put it on the background right i just put it on the background and I'm like, I heard this movie was not too good. I think I asked you about it. You were like, eh, or whatever. Like, it was ass. I don't like the movie. <laughs> okay. I I cause it just it was a there was one he was like, uh, don't make me hungry. You won't like it when I'm hungry. Like as a joke, and I was like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> uh, but I just think about just um him wanting to change a lot of the script and this and that, and yeah, how he bled He a little piece of his blood fell down into the bottles and he went to go check. And he cleaned up a bottle that had blood on it, but then there's a huge blood splatter on the left side. Just little things like that. And I was like, this movie is not that great. It was putting me in a bad mood also. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but then the, the reason I'm like going in this list is because it's what writing makes you think of, right? And mm-hmm. just the fact that you said kick ass and I thought, watched kick ass yesterday a little bit. I and mean, that's really cool, like universe type shit, you know? Yeah. And then I also wanted to bring up um like for me, like when I'll get when I am home and I have like a pen, like, you know, bud and stuff like that, like I'll smoke. But sometimes when I smoke, I'll get a little too anxious. I'll get a little too, like, you know, in my mind, paranoid and this and that. And I definitely found that reading comic books helps that. Reading in general helps that. But, like, I've, I've been reading One Piece lately, right? Okay. So I'll pick up, like, one time I was high and I was like, oh, my God, like, bruh. <laughs> like, everything, everything at once. Like, the movie. And so I just start reading it and it just immediately goes away. Like, I just get to, like, focus. I, I mean, that's anything. Like, I can put anything I like on. And it'll just help the bad thoughts stay away type shit. hmm but reading the the one piece, it's the best thing for me because or any comic like Sandman, I mean Mr. Miracle. I have so much comic books in my house now, <laughs> it's ridiculous. You feel nice. me? Like it's it's amazing and I'm grateful for it. Like I even started reading the second quarter of Owls so I bought a copy and shit like that. Oh nice the City of Owls, right? Like yes. that. I'm reading that. That's a little harder to read. A little harder to read than the first one. So I'm gonna, the, you,
0: there's like some stuff that kind of happens in between yeah. with like other series that, cause it kind of becomes uh-huh. like a crossover. So mm-hmm. it, it's, it's a little like mm-hmm. difficult to read. I was like. reading on the plane and I was like, this is a lot. <laughs> so I'm going to just read it over,
1: but slowly I felt like I was going too fast, but I do appreciate that um, aspect of comic books. Cause you do have to just divert your eyes and it helps me manage my high with silence, you know, like instead of putting on a podcast or like a video or something like that. Um being able to read a comic like enjoy entertainment like true story and all that and and like kind of help your brain out too you know reading is beneficial for yourself as well that's why i like what you said that comic books aren't just for kids or just for men this and that like if if you there, there's a shakespeare this is the next thing i want to bring up there's a shakespeare story in sandman the third one mm-hmm. and yeah. that that is one of the most complicated things i've ever read man <laughs> like in a comic book not that it was like hard to follow because he gives you very good um like characters that explain the story regardless but I mean, I almost stopped reading Salmon completely because <laughs> I was like, this is difficult as fuck. And I was like, how to But I just... I, I noticed that I wasn't reading it for a long time. So I mm-hmm. was like, no, like I'm going to get through the story tonight. And I, and I got through the whole story. And it was dope. It wasn't my favorite because of the complexity of it. Uh-huh. But it was something to appreciate and also very... Probably something very difficult for him to do or maybe something he enjoyed, like Shakespeare in itself. And yeah, I, I would say that I have to read it like five times over. And like, you know, when it's... um that Shakespeare book when you can read and then it gives uh, you like Shakespeare- the
0: read along type of thing yeah. yeah no
1: no fear Shakespeare yeah no there fear Shakespeare so I mean that was really cool but um, then I think about my boss in Flushing Main Queen Mission Queens, mm-hmm. like uh, how he used to be really rough on everybody like I remember like I would work 40 hours and my whole job was just to clean like 40 hours the whole week scheduled and from 8 hour shifts and all I would do is what you know as customer support but it was it was more so just stay outside of making drinks and stay outside of the main position of working, like cashier, mm-hmm. and just sweep the store for eight hours. Like it was torture. <laughs> and me and many other workers would walk into that store, do that same thing, and just be so angry. Like we would just hate him, you know? But eventually I got the hang of the job, started doing the job within like cashier register. I mean, it was still straining all around. But me and most people that have worked with this guy have said this is like the best boss I've ever had. Because- he taught you a real work ethic. Because it was hard to work over there in Fleshy Main Street in the Starbucks, you know? Okay. And um it's a little different from a your own Manager with the waffles and stuff like that. But I still think that yes, we may be appreciative of it now, but it's still some dick shit to do in the past. <laughs> you know, like to hurt people's feelings and like make them upset. Like our, our friend Jonathan was visibly upset one day. Like he was just pissed. And he never gets like that at a workplace. Like he walked in all happy and shit like that. So, you know, it's all about that. And then, I don't know, I forget why i bring this up, but there's a picture of a person, um, a video of a person on a train, New York City, of course. And there's some guy walking, pacing back and forth. Just one of those guys on the train, you're like, what the fuck is this guy going to do? Like, am I going to be? And he basically is kicking the windows and punching everything. And he sits sits down next to a lady and he grabs her hair. Doesn't pull or nothing, but he grabs her hair and she's just, you know, morbidly in fear. Like her face Uh is just pale and she's just like, what the fuck is happening? And he just like kind of tells her to stand up, and they go stand to the side. He's holding her like a rabbit—you would hold a rabbit by his back, you know, or a puppy—and she's just, and then he's just holding her like you know whatever, and then sits her back down, and then walks away. And she says, "Help!" And nobody helps her. It's not like it's an empty train. Jesus Christ! Yeah, bro. <clears throat> and so I also sit like how you write. This is might be my like top favorite line, but this, well, my top favorite line. But there's a lot that I liked in there. I like how you say. Sometimes people are surprised by what little I know of mainstream culture. Sometimes I'm surprised by how many people know about mainstream culture. <laughs> I very, very much enjoy that line because it's true. Um, if the Kardashians were in politics, we'd be the most invested, <laughs> poli- like, politic. You know, country ever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> if somebody with a fat ass with a sex tape <laughs> starts reading the Declaration of Independence, motherfuckers gonna know the Declaration of Independence. Goes doing squats. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, the the last thing is that, um, and again, I forget because it's a lot of writing, but I'm quitting my job recently, you know? Mm-hmm. How, um, man, like you said, the, sometimes the most punk rock you think you could do is quit your job and stuff like that, you know? And I'll tell you this, man, like having quit and just be to myself and again, now i wake up at like three in the morning, four in the morning, and now I have to deal with dumb ass dickheads who don't know how to respect, you know, people who are serving your food and stuff like that. Uh, not that there weren't a lot of great people, but um, yeah, my quality of happiness has definitely risen, <laughs> you know, and it's not to blame that or the people that work there or, you know, but um I definitely, unless there's a good opening to work it. I do not want to ever work for like a big company ever again. You know, like I definitely want to work at local restaurants, this and that. Of course I might take a job or two, you know, mm. of in that situation. What are you running? Oh, gotcha. <laughs> um, but just, just you saying that is true. Like to me, I'm just happy I'm not there no more, you know? And, and it's just, you know, shout out to the Wendy's people that got killed by that, pre- poop, you know, that guy and everything, you know, just, I don't want to spend my last day there, you know, or yeah. grow any older. Not that I have already, at a place where I have to, like, no disrespect to anybody, like, put on an apron and this and that and serve a frappuccino and, and all that shit. Like, I've done it for too long. So, <laughs> And the reason I, I decided to, like, respond this way is because that's how much rating can inspire. You feel me? Like, when you read something, especially because of you, because hearing that is a very, like you said, a lot of really crucial stuff in there. You know, talking about the divorce and your life and what's going, all that stuff, I think is truly important. Um, yeah, I, I just think it's, it's very, very well written
0: and I hope you got like an A <laughs> <laughs> the paper or
1: something
0: like that. I, I did. Nice.
1: Nice. Yeah. You, you definitely deserve that. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, you know, it, I, I figured like, like I, like I said in the beginning of the episode, yeah. let y'all motherfuckers get to know me a little more. <laughs> it's really good. Um, um, cause you know, I feel like, uh, it's really difficult for me to sort of get my thoughts out into words. Mm-hmm. Um, like, cause sometimes it'll just be so much going on yeah. at, at one set Uh, writing this was kind of one of those rare opportunities where I got to really just sort of have like a mind explosion and just go off and just leave it at that. But like I said, I did re-edit it um, Mm -hmm. because I originally titled it The Choice of Procrastination and uh, I changed a good amount of it actually. Like I restructured it a good, a good bit, Mm -hmm. but I still tried to keep it as uh, true to the original uh, uh, like uh, edit of Mm -hmm. it. But yeah, it was I'm, it's definitely one of my one of my prouder works no man
1: I, I see why I genuinely I mean I just like it and uh, again I still think what you do very well is you kind of slip comic book history in in your how you speak or how you write and I think that's such an underrated thing you know you know with not that many people reading comic books or this and that uh, which a lot of people do I'm not you know but I'm just saying like uh, even for me I, before I met you I never even touched a comic book and read the whole thing and then continue with the series and stuff you know um, yeah, it's dope. Uh, I think the history complex is important and relevant. And yeah, I've, I've been trying to watch Watchmen recently, so I'm, I'm gonna check that out soon. I just every time I've watched it in the past, I've fallen asleep or like, what is so long?
0: <laughs> and it's there's a director's cut. I think so, right? Yeah, I've watched yeah. the director's cut. It's longer, right? It's or, longer. Yeah. I think it's like four hours. Yeah, bro. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. fucking movies. Lucas and I just got fucking fried as shit one night <laughs> and just fucking watch a director's cut. It's uh, it's. Definitely not like worth it. Cause like mm. the big difference between them is that, uh, in the original comic, um, in the original comic, there's the whole story is split up by these little segments where no. you're following a comic book about a pirate and like this pirate's just crazy adventure pretty much. Mm-hmm. And that comic is, you know, is just kind of up for, up for interpretation Yeah, and that since it's alongside Watchmen. So the director's cut includes the story of the pirate in animated form, mm. so the movie will cut to like an animation of like the pirate stuff, and it's just so jarring. and It's just like it just it just doesn't like mesh yeah. well, doesn't blend well. Like a
1: follow along, almost right with what's going on with the comic book and the story.
0: No, it, so like the the whole pirates like story yeah. or B be, or Beeline pretty much in the comic mm-hmm. is told in animated form mm. that's split up throughout the Watchmen movie. Gotcha. So it's just kind of inserted in. Um, and it, so it'll switch between like live action, like the main film, mm-hmm. and then it'll uh, cut to like the pirate stuff and uh, showing what's going on in the pirate comic in animation
1: what about in the comic book does it do that in the comic book or not? you
0: you see what happens in in uh, the pirate story throughout the comic like it'll cut sort to, to the pirate story every now and then and okay. you're just kind of reading this pirate story pretty much and like I said that stuff is completely up for interpretation yeah but it's just it doesn't translate well live action yeah
1: I also will not watch the director's cut <laughs> yeah, especially not on yeah. a first watch alright cool so I'm gonna watch the. But I'm, probably, I'm gonna try to read those things too which you also said is long right the it, it's a thick read it yeah, it, it's
0: it it's twelve issues like Mister Miracle, yeah, and yeah. Uh, every issue has like uh, a few pages at the end of like mm-hmm. some extra story content. Yeah, um, so they're all like each like almost thirty pages each issue, so it, it's a it's a thick read. There
1: was something that happened either in the news or something. There was a lot of tragic news that I was reading. It was in the trip. She was like, well, "Stop reading me <laughs> <laughs> uh, tragic news." I was like, "I can't, bro." If it matters, but uh a lot of stuff i've been relating to mr miracle as well i I forgot what it was in the news but it had to to do something with somebody with a rough childhood like with this and that and i was like look like this guy with like the the mom and the, the dad and the good mother and stuff like that and how he was tortured his whole life and ptsd forward and i mean that read is so great and even then like you said in your writing how uh that I don't think necessarily that, and I don't know if you agree that this is not the easiest read for somebody reading a comic for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like you read that, you're like, what? Like what the fuck yeah. is all this, you know? And not that it's intensely difficult, but there's a lot, of, a lot of brain work when you're reading that story and a lot of tragedy. Like when you, you got so much topics in there that are really harsh, and it's a story. I mean, if it was written just in text, it wouldn't be as good because you want to see those visuals. You want to see the the real colors of it, the real tragedy on the face, the, babe, the the lump of a baby, you know. Just um, The potato. a potato, <laughs> yeah. And and Big Barda. Or even like when Big Barda and, and Mr. Miracle hug and it's just that height difference and stuff like that, it just makes it more like adorable. You know what I mean? it's yeah. uh, It's a really great read. So yeah, bro. I mean, I thank you for the comic books, man. Like that's that's the best thing about everything here. It's what I do. Thank you, bro. Thank you. And then you should find a way to like spread that to people that are younger or people that are interested in stuff. Because it don't matter how old you are, you know. Like it's just I'm
0: doing it right now, let's, motherfucker. Let's fucking
1: go. <laughs> let's fucking go. Yeah, that, that ass. <laughs> that ass. Scratch that. <laughs> Put a scratching noise. Scratch. <laughs> but nah, really well written, man. Really thank well you, written. Sir. Keep, keep thank fucking writing, never stop, man. Because that shit is incredible.
0: But yeah, I wanted to do that, you know, lighten up the mood a little bit. Thank I, I, think, God. <laughs> I think I think I uh, think we succeeded in doing so. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the third topic is kind of a shorter topic, so mm-hmm. it's something too crazy, crazy or anything okay. like that. But I'll just read off the sort of headline for you. It's that PlayStation got drawn into the abortion debate. So interesting. <laughs> so. To just
1: dive into it. Sorry, can I make the joke? Like there um you're getting you you have a baby
0: and it says, Do you want to continue? Bruh.
1: <laughs> that's pretty funny.
0: Bruh, that like that's what it says on the pregnancy test. <laughs> yeah. it just,
1: just like ten, nine. <laughs> like, fuck man, kill this baby or uh this is a video of a mom holding a baby and she's like, You see this baby right here? Like she's talking to the baby, like looking at her and like rocking her. And she's like, I could have killed you. (laughs) She's like, I could have killed you, but I didn't. I let you live. And then she looks at the camera. She's like, because I had a choice. (laughs) I'm like, what the fuck? Man, that's intense. Oh, my God. I saw that on the way here, in the cab. I was like, "Boy, like that baby PTSD after mine. It's like, how do you say that? You know, to like a killer. I get it. Pro life. Do your thing. Roe vs. Wade. Live your life. Uh, but damn, bro. Like you didn't make a point. You're just a weirdo. That's intense. I gotta fuck. I'll show you the video afterwards. And it's elementary because that's fucking funny. And she being serious, I'm pretty sure. But um yeah, crazy bitch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so to to dive into it, mm. the president and CEO, Jim Ryan, he sent out an email to employees urging them to respect differences of opinion on abortion rights. Mm. And pretty much what this email consisted of is that they were saying that PlayStation is multifaceted and diverse, holding many different points of view. We owe it to each other and to PlayStation's million of users to respect differences of opinion among everyone in our internal and external communities. Mm -hmm. Respect does not equal agreement, but it is fundamental to who we are as a company and as a valued global brand. And the email continued because then Jim Ryan started segueing a little bit. Jim Ryan is the CEO of PlayStation? Yes. And he started segueing a little bit and he started saying, we'd like to share something lighthearted to help inspire everyone to be mindful of having balance that can help ease the stress of uncertain world events. And he talked about his two cats first birthday and elaborated over the next few paragraphs about his cat's birthday cakes, their noises and his desire to one day get a dog. <laughs> the, fuck? <laughs> what the
1: fuck? He's like, yeah, I know you're concerned about babies and, and death. But listen to my kitty kitty meow meow. <laughs> They're so. <laughs>
2: That's
1: what I imagine the it's article so is. And then they have it just in the The whole PlayStation network's like, um. <laughs> we we do video games. <laughs> That's ridiculous,
0: bro. So. Uh-huh. To, to say the least, people yeah. like employee uh, employees were upset. Yeah, bro, what the fuck? PlayStation <laughs> employees uh, at several studios expressed their displeasure at the tone of the email. Mm-hmm. One of them said, "Never been so mad about a cat birthday before," <laughs> which I just thought was pretty funny. But yeah. um, a, a pretty big uh, studio from PlayStation that mm. has spoken up has been Insomniac Games. Okay, they make and good games. I know they make good games. They for sure. they've made Ratchet and Clank, oh, the best. and uh, very recently they made the Spider Man game. Mm. Okay, and nice. so uh what they did is what they
1: should be making is more PlayStation so motherfuckers could buy one. <laughs> God that, damn that too. That too. <laughs> These motherfuckers don't want to do shit. <laughs> <laughs> I heard there's a chip thing going on where it's a chip hard, shortage. Right? So yes. it's hard, it's even harder to buy a PlayStation 4 at the moment. Right?
0: It, it, everything's on shortage, man. Interesting. interesting. There, there's just not enough anymore, not enough resources. I'll keep up with the times. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so What Insomniac did is that they sent a 60 page dossier to Sony. And in that uh, document, they demanded leadership do better by employees who are directly affected. And they even singled out Jim Ryan in Mm. this statement of theirs in the document as well. They listed that they were donating $50,000 to the women's reproductive rights assistance project or WRRAP. And interestingly enough, Sony is going to match the donation. And on top of that, Sony has said that they're making that they've made plans to formulate an initiative to provide financial assistance to employees Mm -hmm. who might have to travel to different states to receive uh, reproductive care. Okay. So on one hand, Mm -hmm. they're like, you know, just we're not really going to talk about it. Respect Mm -hmm. everyone's differences. But we're going to be biased to one side. But yeah, but you know, we do kind of support it, I guess, but we're just not going to say that we support it. Yeah, yeah. So it's a little weird.
1: Very, very like Disney ish, but not really. You Mm -hmm. know how Disney was like, no, we're going to advocate in this and that, but that's kind of, that's just weird, man. That's a weird move altogether.
0: And so, Um. uh, (laughs) what was also found out (laughs) after this document was posted is that Insomniac employees were forbidden from explicitly mentioning Insomniac or uh, Sony should they uh, decide to retweet any announcements from the WRRAP that they might have made. Okay and they said in a quote there'd be material repercussions for us as a wholly owned subsidiary if they did uh sort of break this like agreement or whatever Mm -hmm. um they also continued in saying any progress we might make in helping change sony's approach would be stopped dead in its tracks we'd also probably be severely restricted from doing important public facing work in the future so Mm -hmm. insomniac they kind of spoke out, but not really, since they sent a document directly to Sony. It's just the fact that that document became public; that everyone knows that Insomniac did it. Yeah, but um, so it really just raises the question again of people are wondering if Sony's going to make a statement at all about this. Mm-hmm. Um, since they kind of did, they're yeah. they're really like stepping their toes in it, and really like they honestly they let themselves get dragged into yeah, it. Yeah,
1: that, that's ultimately what it is.
0: But uh. What's interesting enough is that Bungie made a statement, mm-hmm. and the reason why that's interesting is that they recently just got bought by Sony for three point six well, billion yeah, dollars. Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> so yeah. the and what they said is that standing up for reproductive choice and liberty is not a difficult decision to make, and Bungie remains dedicated to upholding these values. And so a lot of people were really happy that Bungie like, made a statement and mm-hmm. they're really up for this and whatnot. And at the
1: end, they were like, and buy Halo, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> they don't do Bungie. They don't do Halo no more, nah, right?
0: God damn That's it. three for three.
1: <laughs> buy Halo 3 <laughs> or 2 or whatever.
0: <laughs> uh, they did uh, Halos 1 through 3. Okay. Buy Halo 3.
1: <laughs> 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 That'd be funny if they do that.
0: That would be. I mean, they do Destiny. Uh, Destiny. So, that's, an,
1: that's like a newer one or something like that, right? Destiny
0: uh, 1 and 2. You don't mm-hmm. you know what Destiny is? I
1: know what it is, but just the title. I don't know what it is.
0: Like playing That's yeah. crazy.
1: Um, i know right (laughs) wow i feel like
0: such a big game it is not to me though it's just kind of like an Uh mmo rpg shooter um
1: i think i'm pretty sure i know what you're talking about but i never played it not once
0: i feel like if you if you see footage of it you'd be like oh this game okay cool nice (laughs) because it's it's a pretty big game Uh but uh Anyways, anyways, <laughs> uh, one YouTuber, skill Up, they mm. tweeted, it's going to really suck as Sony puts a muzzle on Bungie in, in the future and stops him from doing actual hero shit like this. Mm. And in response, one Bungie employee said, I'm confident in the following. We are and will continue to be Bungie. There will never be a muzzle big enough to stop us from standing up for what's right. And the Bungie CEO, Pete Parsons, responded to that tweet just mm. saying yes.
1: Nice. That's good. That's really good.
0: So... Uh, that's that's kind of the topic. That's kind of the story in general. Mm. Like I said, it's kind of a shorter one. Yeah, really difficult to find some news out there this yeah. week. But um, yeah, you know it's fucking weird of Sony to to be doing this in the first place. And yeah, it's like the fact that they they got dragged into the abortion. The, like, the cat
1: shit is the dumbest. Shit.
0: <laughs> that's right. just, that's the weirdest. It's shit, so it? tone deaf. Yeah. It's just like, why did you think anyone would give a shit
1: yeah. about about your cats, man? So it's like the school. Imagine the school shooting. Somebody goes and like, yeah, I know this is a tragedy it was bad but my dog just had puppies he's so cute faces and he just playing with it. and the whole crowd just jaw dropped like <laughs> and he's like and hey, this was named scratchy <laughs> <laughs> and 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 it goes back to like i think i i prefer if big companies again will stay out of anything in a way not really cuz everybody has an opinion right but if you're going to have a stance like stick with that stance you know like uh, like disney did that and they're doing their own thing and they're they're firm on it but if sony's gonna do that was sony or playstation which one was it? i mean they're the same Same thing thing, right um i don't think you should hide it like they're doing you know saying that oh we think both sides are you know as long as you're having a discussion and then you fund abortion and stuff like that you know i think you should just be firm with it because clearly you prefer and advocate for one side because it just seems a little shady doing it otherwise you know and um
0: and i just feel like what's mm-hmm. the harm in saying that exactly if, that you're like in support of this because mm-hmm. you're already kind of saying it yeah. so it's like what's the harm in just saying yeah we're in support of this mm-hmm. it's like it. it's like they're trying to not upset anybody yeah but they're upsetting everybody yeah. at the same time
1: <laughs> um i'm sure there's a certain word for that like uh i forget what it is
0: Dumbass right <laughs> <right. laughs>
1: <laughs> pretty much <laughs> i don't know i just think these big companies are just doing themselves dirty i think they should have these opinions and very strongly and just keep it within the company and you know, let the people that work there talk for them you know like fuck these i know they probably have to because stock or whatever but i just think they, they should just keep their voices like their big voices out of it and just talk about it within the company and let other
0: people you know you know i don't know you know, but, man. i saw um, this meme uh that someone posted on my story where mm-hmm. um it was uh, uh companies in June and it was like uh, oh, yeah. video game companies, <laughs> like video, like fictional video game <laughs> yeah. companies like Abstergo and Umbrella, <laughs> all like rainbow colored. Yeah. And
1: then when June <laughs> ends, nothing. <laughs> yeah. They did that shit with Black History Month and all that stuff too. It's pretty fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's the truth. It's the truth. I mean, it is a way to profit, you know? uh <laughs> that's pretty funny <laughs> uh companies are are just they're just fake but playstation is coming out with vr very soon right and uh, apple second
0: their second vr okay. said playstation vr 2
1: and there's i heard there's gonna be a lot of games for uh, playstation vr like more they, than most other they're companies. gonna
0: have uh a, a, they said a minimum of 20 games at launch for the psvr 2 which is, is pretty good yeah and um and the specs for it look pretty good too it looks like it's gonna be a pretty nice headset there's gonna there's gonna be a lot of changes
1: to vr and i I don't know if you saw what i posted in the social i hope you did with the whole like the person uh saying that they got murdered to prevent murder in vr Mm -hmm. so i was listening a little bit of that right and then let's talk about this if you don't mind i mean we'll do a podcast i'll help you (laughs) but (laughs) so
2: there's
1: a there's a place where the person said they got sexually assaulted on vr and there's things like VR chat, which are more specific in terms of avatar, like your whole body is showing your legs and they have uh-huh. like sexual features, you know, gender, whatever you think. And then they showed the one where she got uh, molested and it was just kind of like we, uh, where it was just like a head. There's no torso. Like it's just oh, a, like a me. Yeah. a me. there we go. And it was just like a body and then like not even arms, just kind of like bolt like little circles. Uh-huh. And that's where the person got sexually assaulted and she felt like it was unsafe. Um, there are features in virtual reality where you can have like a boundary thing, so you can have somebody like four feet away from you and not let them come any closer to you and stuff. but I didn't know that, yeah, that I mean, maybe particularly in that um like, like a game in vr yeah. chat or something mm-hmm. um but it's going to end up being a thing. Right. And then I, I, mean, I, I was just confused about the murder stuff. Like what the fuck does that mean? You well, know, like,
0: you know, honestly, I kind of wanted to bring it up as a topic for this episode where it crossed my mind of mm-hmm. sort of bringing up the dangers of VR just cause, yeah. um, you know, it's it's happening a lot, especially mm. in VR chat, where just recently um mm-hmm. uh Lucas had his friends over and let them uh, uh play my VR and one of them went in VR chat. Yeah, and they like saw some girl with, that had like an anime body or whatever, mm. and like was like, Oh, like little pretty mama, come talk to me. This yeah, guy, whatever, trying <laughs> so to be all funny, whatever. Yeah. And then the girl is like, I'm fourteen. Oh and they were my like, Oh god. god. Yeah, everybody's like, Ah oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <No. laughs> it's just like Yeah. I, my stance on like mm. VR chat and just sort of social VR is just that it it's like the wild west it's right now. It's the it's, internet. It's still the internet, you know? Like that's ultimately I, what it is. I, it's like there needs to be better parental control. Yeah, But then at the end of the day, there also needs to be the willingness from these parents yeah. to have like to go out of their way to use these features yeah. because it, it goes both ways on that end. But it's just, it's, it's really scary out there, yeah. especially for children. Like, like yeah. kids can load up their fucking quest too and go into a strip club and VR chat. Yeah, man, like, and
1: and I get more worried when it comes to the sensors coming out where you can like feel like other people's touch and stuff like that. That's when I think it's gonna get real fucking bad. Uh, I think it's gonna get real bad with like especially pedophilia, like you're saying right now, because I think at one point it's just gonna be like again, I, I this is just like my i think of the worst when i can like just because my brain is disgusting (laughs) sometimes but i just genuinely think there's gonna be like play this game and like you know when you when you're running in the wii and you have to like go like this like if you can't see like you're waving your arms up and down and then you're doing that and then like you're jerking off some weird guy in fucking texas you know with the vr headset like that's just some black mirror (laughs) shit that i think is going to be happening um but yeah, I, I even with these social media, like the parental controls are kind of dumb. Like they're not really there because sometimes the parent would just hand them the kids their phone. Mm-hmm. You know, when it's like you're not going to parental control the parents' phone. And um, actually, I saw recently that California is suing social media platforms, or parents are suing, suing social media platforms because they're saying that these social medias, uh, media, this social media like Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff is deterring the growth of like children mentally like how it's becoming such a distraction and how it not only is that that but it's also advertised to them you know so therefore, mm-hmm. because of that, they're they're more into it. And then the ticks that we talked about before, how kids and even teens are developing ticks because of TikTok and stuff like that, which is kind of hilarious when you think <laughs> about. Um, it's true. I mean, it's really fucking weird, also, man. You play a video like with those soundtracks, like, what is that shit where it goes, oh no, oh no, you know, that shit, uh-huh. and it's just like who isn't hearing that like every fucking day of their lives, you know? And so, like, what do you think when when you hear that song, right? You think, oh, something bad's about to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. And and it's, it's just a weird directory for the mind to go like a trigger right not that pussy shit that people get triggered over (laughs) like a literal trigger like wait hold up what's happening you know um i don't know man it's it's a weird world and and vr is kind of irrelevant but i'm sure as hell they're gonna be a vr
0: social media like can you imagine that i mean vr chat is already vr social media right like you can be whoever you want to be on vr chat true like, literally, you yeah. can be whoever the fuck you want to be. And you're
1: not wrong. Yeah, bro. I Actually, the hat I'm wearing is because I watch a YouTuber. And he's also the guy from Joe Rogan, the Brian Redman, who does okay. his own thing. But he's where I get my VR news from, like, all the time. Like, he talks about it every single time. And this guy, like, his avatar is Wendy's with, like, big tits. <laughs> like, the Wendy's logo and stuff yeah. like that. Wendy's is for sale, by the way. I don't know if oh, you saw yeah. that, too. Yeah, the whole bunch of news while I was in Utah. Was like <laughs> They're selling, I think, either the franchise or something like that but his avatar is that but me me looking into it um i just think about xbox chat beforehand where you just heard the n-word everywhere you Mm -hmm. know and just terrible things and just i mean you also have some of the best conversations of your life though i think so like (laughs) xbox uh, live was of the funniest things in the world bro and um i don't know I, i think parental controls is a weak form of helping i think there needs to be something much more interesting
0: well I think uh, definitely what's kind of good is sort of having like especially now that we have like the metaverse and things like that is yeah. having sort of like uh, a metaverse for kids. Like yeah. Roblox having their own metaverse I think that's good because mm-hmm. it's like yeah like kids play Roblox like keep it to the kids yeah. and whatever like ho- ideally like adults aren't going to be going in to play Roblox and whatever. Yeah.
1: So. But, but there was um like the people who Al-Qaeda and stuff like that people who like in ISIS and stuff and even the Mexican cartel the way they will recruit people is by playing those games. And then the way they will communicate to one another is through the chats and those games. So that's the interesting part where it gets to it. Like you're right. You would think that mostly just kids are there, but I mean, now there's like more monitoring for like the chats and everything. Mm -hmm. But when I found that out, that's just scary to hear, you know, like imagine like you're just letting a kid play and some guy from the cartel is like, Hey bro, like you want to join our, our group, you know, like we, you know, we do a lot of things here and this and that, like where you live, like in Mexico, like, Hey, would you like to come, like you know, meet up with us one day and this and that? But you can't tell your parents. You can't tell your parents because if you do, you're not allowed in the group no more. You know, just weird shit like that, and and just the terrorists that do that shit too. You know, that's just. I think I think eventually there's a random thought, for like VR, they'll make you put in like your social security, like you'll be a registered user. Ooh, you know that's when it gets really crazy, but I think that's the only way you can monitor who who's who.
0: You know, I mean, on honestly, like kind of it's kind of already is like that mm. with uh, with Facebook yeah like man. cause with the with the meta quest mm-hmm. you can only use that with a Facebook account logged in wow so it's like it's interesting you, Facebook knows all the fucking games you play yeah. and all the people you hang out with on on VR and whatever they so know everything weird, about you my, my, was it Zuckerberg yeah it's a goat right there <laughs> 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 fucking robot looking ass
1: <laughs> the legend himself
0: lacking eyebrows
1: <laughs> that motherfucker can speak Chinese right
0: I, I wouldn't be surprised, but guess what? What's up? I don't give a fuck.
1: <laughs> man, I give a fuck Mark Zuckerberg, so if you want to come to the podcast, if you want to start a, start a podcast with me, Mark and Frank.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that, man. Honestly, I, I wish you the best of luck. You he
1: comes in right now? <laughs> nah, he's probably watching us right now, to be honest. she's probably listening to us, too.
0: I mean, um, I don't got a Facebook install on my phone, do you? No, no, but I, I have a Facebook account, though. I mean, I think, I think we're good as long as we don't have the app installed.
1: (laughs) Shit. Well, I'm not that interesting anyway. (laughs) So,
0: so fuck it. But yeah, I mean. Hey, Frankie, uh, don't, don't talk about yourself like that, I appreciate that. I actually find you somewhat interesting. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> Thankfully, <leaving> my podcast <laughs> I
1: don't know uh, Social media can going to get weird in the future But VR I think is a cool thing regardless Do you think there'll be uh, virtual reality abortions in the future?
0: Virtual reality? <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> okay like to, to phrase it better Do you think that This could go both ways Those against and those for But they'll have like a lady that wants an abortion You know to put on a headset And walk her through the procedure of getting an abortion On A it could either be able to like calm her down To how the procedure goes or B, it could be, like, you're killing your baby. You want to see how your baby dies? Like, you know? Uh, but they probably do that for, like, medical procedures already. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, I mean, surgery
0: and all that stuff? I don't know why they would do that for abortion. Prep? I, I, do, I do know that, like, uh-huh. they do use VR to sort of deal with sort of, like, fears and stuff. Like, people no. that have uh, phobias.
1: Have you ever tried it with rats? Like, mice? No, I
0: haven't. <laughs> you think
1: that would ruin it for you if there's a bunch of rats and shit like that?
0: Uh, I don't know, man. I don't <laughs> want to think about that. <laughs>
1: I saw, I I know I probably said this before, but I saw like the new Suicide Squad. Bro, there's a lot of fucking mice and rats in that fucking, oh my God. That's a great movie, man. That's such a good fucking movie. Oh my God. (laughs) i seen that shit twice, back-to-back back days. Like That's how good that shit is, man. It's a good
0: movie, man. Yeah. Brian just recently saw that movie, and he was like, oh, now I know why you were saying the first <laughs> yeah. one is shit. I'm like, yeah, yeah man. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> like, the first
1: one is ass. Remember me and him went to the theaters and we saw it? We were like, yo, pretty good. Pretty, pretty, <laughs> it's all right. It was Smith and the shit. <laughs> the, none of the characters from the first one were in the second one, right?
0: Uh, Only uh, Harley Quinn. Well, Captain Boomerang, um, hmm. uh, Rick Flagg okay um okay
1: i think that's it oh yeah they were in it right they were like kind of in the base headquarters or some shit like that well captain
0: boomerang uh is one is one of the people that dies in the beginning Mm -hmm. of the movie um rick flag dies too or no uh he he dies like later on peacemaker like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah
1: there we go john cena Y'all seem to kill that row. <laughs>
0: you should watch the Peacemaker show if you like the Suicide I, Squad movie. I
1: completely forgot there was a show. Yeah, it's yeah. it's
0: actually really good. It, nice. It's made by uh, James Gunn again, so okay. like Still he has good, like yeah, he has like full control of it. So he it's really good. It's it's more of the Suicide Squad, but just over ten episodes, That's or I think eight thing. episodes actually. Nice, but it's, yeah, pretty fucking solid. I'll check that shit
1: out on Hulu, or right Amazon. Uh,
0: HBO. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. but well, uh that's been the news topics yeah man it's time to get into the AMC section Woo. well all in right. the time that we were gone yeah man Link has taken my seat <laughs> like the son of a bitch colonizer that he is <laughs> and he's white don't make it any better it's just <laughs> I can't with this kid for those who don't know Link is his
1: hobby's dog not a human no dude.
0: he's my son <laughs> yeah you're right you're right pop and mom. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> lo- right. he looks like the spitting image of his father <laughs> Basically. Just white.
1: That's like the colonel from KFC. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but we are here. we are here. made it to the end of the episode. Yes, sir. Not the end, but the last part of the of the show. What are we going to be talking about today, Harvey? So on the AMC section today, we're on movies mm-hmm. and we're doing something a little special. Yeah, man. And this kind of comes <clears throat> Whoa whoa whoa. COVID? Monkey Pugs? Whoa, whoa. Diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> <That> <laughs> But this comes at a good time, actually, because there's a video game that has just came out around this. Uh, but we are talking about Evil Dead, mm-hmm. and not just the first one, but, but the, the second, second one. one. Hey. So we're doing a we did a little double feature. Mm-hmm. So it's a little exciting, and uh, I think you understand after watching both movies why yes. I wanted you to watch both <laughs> yeah. of them.
1: I'm actually having them playing right now as we speak. Not to like volume or anything, <laughs> but oh man and i'll say this the first one is bigger in terms of block than the second one that's
0: what i'll say <laughs> okay yeah uh-huh. so uh to just kind of like get into some little facts yeah. and whatever uh evil dead one came out in 1981 yep it had a budget of three hundred seventy-five thousand dollars, wow. and uh with inflation uh today that is 1.1 $1. 1 million which is nothing right which, which is like, like no nothing money. yeah and uh, it for its box office, it made 2.4 million in the wow. U.S. Wow! And, that's a lot uh, of due money. Due to inflation, uh, that is can be counted as 7.3 million. Wow. Um, and then for worldwide, the numbers are a little uh, like sketchy, Askew. because it says either it, it made anywhere between 2.7 million mm. to 29.4 million. Mm. And uh, that's a big fucking margin right there. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> so uh-huh. maybe t- they're
1: combining both movies. I don't know.
0: I mean, I have the numbers for the second one. So it, I, I don't know. It's like. It,
1: <laughs> I mean, you're wrong. So stop talking to
0: me. <laughs> what to me. <laughs> Frankie, shut the fuck up. I got this. Live your life. <laughs> uh, but so I would just say take like the mm-hmm. worldwide budget with a grain of salt. With a grain of salt. <laughs>
1: we'll do uh-huh. whatever that means. <laughs>
0: <laughs> But with inflation, um, those numbers would translate to 8.2 million to mm-hmm. 90.1 million worldwide today, okay. uh, which at the end of the day is still not like a ton of money. Yeah. But the fact of just its low budget, yeah. making that much money, that oh, yeah. much of a profit is just really, really good for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the second one came out in 1987. So there's a six year gap between those movies. And something that actually happened between those both uh, between both of those movies mm. is that they made uh, another movie, Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi. Because mm. um, uh, I haven't said yet, but Sam Raimi is a director of both of these films. Yeah, see, also for Doctor
1: Strange, right? For Doctor Strange. Yeah. I have a new admiration for the zombie feature of Doctor Strange now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. It's awesome. And, uh, <laughs> it's awesome.
0: He He's also done the Spider-Man trilogy of Tobey Maguire. Oh, yeah. I forgot um, about that. He's also done countless other films, Mm -hmm. uh, but the film that he did in between Evil Dead 1 and Evil Dead 2 was called Crime Wave, and it came out in 1985. Mm -hmm. It wasn't really received well or didn't do well either in theaters, Mm -hmm. Um, but since Evil Dead 1 was such a success, they were able to give Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell studio money to really actually make a uh, full-length movie. Okay. Because uh, originally, Evil Dead started off as a short film called Within the Woods. Within the Woods. That was 32 minutes. Okay. And it's a super condensed version of Evil Dead, pretty much. Yeah. They originally wanted to call it uh, the Book of uh, of Evil, I think, or the Book of Dead, one mm-hmm. of those two. Um, But they eventually went with Evil Dead, and it took about two years to film this movie. Uh, Sam Raimi has considered it one of the most difficult things that he's ever done in his entire life. Wow. It it was a trek to get this movie ever done because Sam Raimi was only twenty years old when he made Evil Dead. That's so. Bruce Campbell awesome. was twenty one. That's so
1: fucking cool, man. The fucking so, ambition, you know, to create is so dope. That's that's so impressive, man. I'm even having this play in front of me right now. Like that's so cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's so cool. Like imagine, like pretty much like Lucas right mm-hmm. now, fucking making a, his his own fucking film that gets Jeez. put in theaters and everything. Jesus Christ wow (laughs) but um yeah so like i said it was adapted from that short film Mm -hmm. and it that movie is considered uh pretty much a a cult classic yeah this movie uh basically started the whole cabin in the woods trope Mm -hmm. um if it weren't for evil dead we wouldn't have the cabin in the woods like movie or any other movie that copies that anything like that
1: i I don't know if you've seen it yet but that movie x with hikari in it
0: i haven't seen it yet
1: Immediately, like t- first ten minutes of this movie, I thought to myself that that movie X was great. I really, really admired it. But I thought of it already, like not even watching the whole thing. That X is just the baby, the many babies of what this movie is. <laughs> like there would be absolutely no movie of X if this didn't exist. Like, like almost like yeah. You, you, I want you to see it so you can like really see. Yeah. But I'm happy I saw X first because there's no way. I don't know, man. That's how good this movie is. The Evil Dead is. <laughs> It's so crazy for 1980s also.
0: Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty insane. Mm -hmm. But, uh, something that, um, I wanted to also throw in is that, uh, the second evil Dead gave Sam Raimi his opportunity to make his first superhero movie Mm. called Darkman, which came out in 1990. Okay. And, uh, Again, it was kind of Sam Raimi's first superhero movie. It was mm-hmm. kind of his resume at, at that point where mm-hmm. a, if it weren't for this movie, he probably would not have been Spider able to Man do Spider-Man.
1: Was it based off a comic book on Darkman? No, oh, it was his original. Was This is a random question. You know, Hancock, but wait, Will Smith, mm-hmm. was that based off a comic book? No. That was just like, a, let's just create somebody, right? Yeah.
0: Interesting. Interesting. So uh, Sam Raimi just did that. And... uh. From the success of that movie, Sam Raimi went back and mm. did Evil Dead Three: Army of Darkness. I don't know the third one. There's a third what one. What the fuck? So uh. with the way that the second one ends, mm. the third one continues right off of that. Okay, nice. Um, so it's interesting. Called, yeah, uh-huh. it's called Army of Darkness. Came out in 1992. That movie had a budget of 11 million dollars. Jeez. So you can see, uh, oh wait, did I tell you the budget numbers of uh, Evil Dead 2? No, tell me again. So the budget for Evil Dead 2 was $3.5 million. So
1: it's increasing over time, right? They're like, yo, these shits are crazy fire. Yes. (laughs) We want more of this crazy hot fire. Please, Sam Raimi.
0: And so uh in uh, with inflation that's 8.5 million today mm. and in in its box office it made 5. 9, uh 5.9 million, mm. million, mm. 4 million US and then 10.9 million worldwide with inflation that's 14.4 million US and 26.9 worldwide so you know they just keep getting better and better and by the by the time that the third one comes out they had a budget of 11 million with inflation that was 21.8 million uh, today okay uh, I I didn't get the box office numbers for that one. I should have. Mm-hmm. Um, but How dare you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but pretty much, uh, Army of Darkness is considered one of uh, the more mainstream of the of the trilogy. Yeah. Uh, just because it is like the more it's more action adventure at gotcha. the end of the day. Because as you can see, there is a difference between Evil Dead and One and Two yeah, in terms yeah. of tone. Where Evil Dead One is more of a horror, Evil Dead Two is more of a horror comedy.
1: Yeah, I noticed that when I when I watched the the second one, I saw a comedy up there. I was like, what What the fuck? I was like, am I seeing some shit incorrectly? <laughs> or but nah, there's some funny moments in there and anything. Yeah.
0: yeah. And so Army of Darkness is considered more like comedy action. Okay. Than, so it there's not a lot of blood in Army of Darkness. They mm-hmm. they fight like skeletons and stuff like that. Got so you um but did you like army of darkness i like it i i would say um i like it just a little less than the first one gotcha like it's not like a bad movie or anything it's Mm. just it's kind of like the odd one out in a sense um so you I, i feel like you either love it or you don't yeah so i mean i i think i think it's good okay but um i definitely wanted to focus on the first two just because uh Uh, the first two were kind of like the staples of the trilogy and just really speak to Sam Raimi's uh, ability to as a filmmaker. Um, But those are kind of like some of the opening facts that I got about Mm it. Um, Like I, like I mentioned they were 20 and 21 when they made this movie and Bruce Campbell uh, has done a lot of things where he's talked a lot about the making of this movie and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. he has a whole book uh, about being a B list celebrity um, that that's supposedly uh, supposed to be a, a pretty good read okay so you know there, there's a lot of information to learn more about these movies and stuff and get the behind the scenes stuff Um, but I it was honestly kind of a, a little confusing watching both of these movies in the same yeah. day uh-huh. like I did yeah um, I, did, I did as well today
1: too.
0: <laughs> honestly speaking that's <laughs> why I took some time <laughs> and like it makes it a little confusing almost mm. to like watch the both of them because like since they both kind of play, play out similarly, um, they they're still different, yeah. And so, trying to remember like specific beats gets like a little confusing for me. Where I'm like, wait, did this happen in the first one or the second one? Uh-huh. But um, I it it was my first time uh, watching it in over like over like five years, I'd say. Right. So it's been a while since I've seen them, and uh, I mean to just kind of get into it with uh with the first one it like i mentioned it, it started the trope of the cabin in the woods thing yeah and it opens up with uh, ash and his group of friends going off to this cabin in the woods yeah with really funny acting <laughs> yeah man
1: it, it's it's the acting is so i don't know how to say it like it's so purposely throwback horror like ah like you know and then <laughs> and like cheesily like like scotty is the douchebag. you know uh-huh. like yeah i got a girlfriend but he's also like the leader very but but it I'll just start saying, I think this movie is absolutely perfect. Like, from beginning to end, like, I give it a 10 out of 10. And just now, even with the opening shot, like, everything is beautiful. And, like, even the acting is just so funny, but it's not. Like, it's just so weird that how I don't, I can't get it, but this director, Sam Raimi, killed this, bro. Um, And I think he's blessed to have shot it in this time period. Because if the cameras were better and it was more HD and stuff, like, it would just lose its essence. Like, it's so. Uh, like the the film is grainy, you know what yeah. I'm trying to say, but I love it. I loved everything about the first one,
0: everything about the first. It's it's nice.
1: so incredible. Yeah, bro.
0: Yeah, I I mean I fell in love with the first one when I watched it the first time too, bro. and uh, I I mentioned it on the podcast before, yeah. but that one scene <laughs> of the fucking pencil getting stuck, yeah, and it just goes into in the thing, the ankle. Oh
1: my god, bro. fucking and disgusting. Yeah man. yeah,
0: man. But I mean. Mm-hmm the The movie plays out as you would kind of expect. It's mm-hmm. very straightforward. They they fucking go to this cabin in the woods. There's already sketchy shit happening. Yeah. Uh, the camera work is amazing, phenomenal for like, everything
1: about the everything, everything, bro. <laughs> Seriously, I, I'm telling you, like it's it maybe my first time watching it, but like. It's just it's just a perfect movie. Like it's 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 that stride in time where somebody was put on the earth to to make something perfect, (laughs) bro. It's it's irreplicable. Some people
0: really do consider like uh the evil dad to be one of those once in a lifetime generation things.
1: Seriously. I wish I could have seen it in theater when it came out. Obviously I was not even in (laughs) the (laughs) thought.
0: But it's
1: even like bro, I'm addicted to seeing it right now and there's no volume. Like every (laughs) the clothes, the hair, just the shots, the what they chose. Apparently the, the cabin they used was actually technically haunted or whatever. Like there are oh, some fun facts right here and everything nice. but from what i'm saying with these fun facts that i just pulled up randomly mm-hmm. it seems like he was a very daring director like he wasn't somebody to yeah. hold back you know yeah he, he was young
0: he he really uh got his hands dirty with yeah. the work um just a fun fact uh uh they i forget the exact word in the credits but they're mm-hmm. considered like schleps or something like that
1: skeps yeah i have it right here actually um it is shemp fake Shemp. chimp
0: mm-hmm. yeah that uh sam Raimi and uh, i think it's his brother yeah uh, ted Raimi, um and bruce uh, campbell ted and ivan i think
1: yeah it's uh ted Raimi, ivan Raimi. they were the chumps.
0: yeah and yeah. that those are basically the people that would do the shots where you would just see hands mm-hmm. and stuff or like the shadow oh hands nice. so they would like, like be know, like yeah so because uh, since it took about two years to make this movie they were running uh, low on money on their budget mm. and stuff like that so they couldn't keep all the actors there for the whole time mm. so at some point they just had to finish the movie all on their own Yeah, and so that's why a lot of the shots will just be of hands like breaking through and things like that Man, and whatever because... I said they got lucky because of it because
1: even though like there was one shot where I'm watching it like you know, you know when you're watching a movie by yourself and you're like kind of stale faced like you know you're not so the camera can see it but <laughs> I'm watching it and the, the hand came out right it was like Damn, and I was like <laughs> 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 like just like that like I, know, I know if you're listening you can't see but it's just me like nonchalantly like oh <laughs> that shit was crazy <laughs> <And> <laughs> like literally like that and um, just to define it because I looked it up on Google only because of the credits uh, I saw the names and I was like wait Rami. And it says a fake champ is a type of body double who appears in a film as a replacement for another actor or person. Usually when the original actor has died or is unable or unwilling to reprise the role. So maybe it might have been kind of that. The budget thing, it says right here that they have to stop filming multiple times because they had to raise money
0: for the movie, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. They they got local funding for it and everything. That's amazing. I would have gave a $100. (laughs) so yeah I mean the movie kind of plays out uh, where by the time they get to the cabin um, one of them I believe uh, it was Cheryl Cheryl yeah Um, bugging though
1: she's bugging (laughs) let's let's tell the people sorry (laughs) let's tell the people why she was bugging Uh,
0: she starts uh, like being the first one kind of getting haunted because she's drawing and then like she starts uh, freaking out or Mm -hmm. whatever like something takes control of her hand and she basically draws the book of the dead which is also called the Necronomicon Mm -hmm. Um, so dumb and, uh, fucking, she's just kind of like, what the fuck? And says nothing about it yeah <laughs> and- <laughs> yeah <laughs> i didn't even think about that look at that not happen. just like anyway they <laughs> then we have dinner or some shit and now they're in the cellar and yeah and then they have dinner and then the fucking cellar just swings open yep. and they're like yo what the fuck is down there <laughs> and so scotty goes down and he's down there for a while yeah, they find and- the gun and shit and ash goes down to find fo- uh, to follow him and whatever and then that's when they find like the Necronomicon, like this dagger and like no. a tape recorder. They fucking bring it upstairs. They listen to it. They find that the people that were staying there before yeah. were studying this book. And because of the tape recording, playing with this guy is mm. saying, the chant uh, from the translation of the Necronomicon happens mm. and in uh, inadvertently Unfails, raises yeah. the the dead pretty much.
1: And the book is made of human flesh and written yep. by a human um, blood. Yep. So
0: dope. So I love everything about it. Bro. And like the front of the book is a face. Yeah, man.
1: I'm looking at it right now. Right now, they're literally at that scene where they get to the basement and they're, they're looking at the shit. The little like shank with the skull uh-huh. at the top and everything. And again, they're just being like ridiculously young age men. Like you know, like he points the gun at his friend. They're like, "Ha ha ha!" You know, like yeah, Brad. Like, <laughs> and it, but it's so perfect, man. Like I, I can't describe Like people would kill to have this type of acting today, but there's no way it doesn't come across as like a, like a reference or an homage. You know, like, uh-huh. I feel like this is what he was trying. I don't know what he was trying to do exactly. It's just amazing. Um, I fell in love with the acting. There's um, not to ruin X too much. And it's not at all. But there's, there's one thing that they got perfect, right? And it was a scream by one of the like the female roles, right? Okay. And it was just such... And I don't know that much horror history in cinema. I just appreciate it a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And it was perfect because something ha- something scary happened. And it was just this close-up, close, close up, like this swerving close-up. And instead of being like a... Ah! Like a media, you could see her face cower. Kind of like her face was loading. And it was like a... ah, And then when she screamed, it was like such an on point horror like <laughs> will stick for the rest it's like it's like the ah in star wars where like they're falling where they do it yeah. in every movie they're like my leg yeah. you know it, it, it's so perfect and i feel like it was kind of done here but not as intensely it's just um there was a lot of screaming in this movie oh a lot yeah of the shit you know oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so they find the book of dead they play the recording they raise the dead yeah and now shit's going down
0: and yeah and fucking um cheryl uh gets like lured by the, like the demon entity yeah, yeah. from outside she went to the
1: woods by herself this bum
0: <laughs> I was like what the fuck is she doing you know god and you know again with the camera work it's just so great because yeah. um, the camera acts like the demon entity itself mm-hmm. so it just swings around the yeah. like through the trees I found out that uh, the way that they did that is that they uh, attached uh, it to a monkey <laughs> <laughs> they attached it to a 2 by 4 mm. and so they would just kind of the cameraman would just hold a two by four yeah. and just kind of like pivot wow. it like side to side and just fucking basically run. Mm-hmm. And, um,
1: and think about funding when you think about funding, that's exactly what that is. They're the lack thereof, right? Like, yeah, gotta get creative, man. You don't have a dolly. You make one, you know, you, you don't got this and that get one,
0: you know? And, and, uh, the way that they were able to use a camera to break into the windows and stuff mm-hmm. is that they just attached, uh, a, like a piece of wood that would stick out underneath the camera that wasn't uh-huh. visible. So that way the stick would just break the window <sighs> And that way it would look like the entity is what broke in. Mm, so dope. And so, you know, Cheryl gets lured outside by the entity. And I had completely forgotten this scene happened mm-hmm. like when I saw it last. But she gets raped.
1: Yeah. Uh, straight up. She gets raped and everything. And there's not a lot of nudity in this film. Um, I was surprised because a lot of I was wondering why they always involve nudity with horror. I wonder what the correlation is in the brain or maybe a vulnerability you feel This and that. But she definitely it's does the get adrenaline. Ra- yeah, she definitely does get um. Rape. She gets ba- uh, she gets like twined up with her arms by the wood and the vines of the trees and stuff, and then, like rips off her shirt and just Phew! you know just this and that and yeah that must be crazy. She was uh, she was she was definitely impacted by that though. She was like you gotta get me out of here.
0: Yeah, um, she to- fucking books it back yeah. and it's that really uh, tense moment where she gets to the door mm-hmm. and she can't open it and no one's opening it yeah. and the entity's getting closer <laughs> and she's reaching up above the door to try and grab the keys and then she's but looking for the keys when man. the key is stuck <laughs> inside the doorway so she's trying yeah. to yank it off and the entity's just getting closer and she finally gets the keys out and she yeah. gets, she's trying to get the right key and it's just it's, and then whoo, to open the door and stuff like that I don't yeah, know man it, just, it's, it's so classic yeah, and man. it's just it works so well yeah everything everything <laughs> is perfect about this movie and Everything. she gets back inside mm-hmm. and there and she starts freaking out she's like ash you got to get me out of here she I, I love that she calls uh him ashley yeah i didn't know his um, name was gonna
1: be ashley that's hilarious to me and, not like in a bad way i knew somebody <laughs> named cheyenne this guy but i was like ashley
0: <laughs> and, <laughs> i
1: thought she was saying actually oh
0: ooh. no <laughs> but uh it's something that i also noted um, is that um uh, Cheryl is also Ash's sister. Like mm. uh, that does get mentioned. And later it gets everyone. referred that like she's his sister, and mm-hmm. so it's like that's that sucks. Yeah, that's they, really shitty. They were
1: very uh, subtle about names and like relations here. I think uh, because for a while I was like, who's who, mm-hmm. and I think you only get the names of um, Cheryl, Ash, Scotty, and and then and Linda. I think her name something is something like that. But it, it wasn't like they were introduced or anything. This movie kind of just throws you in. Yeah, there. there's no real base you know um
0: but yeah they uh they mm-hmm. fucking they're inside and uh uh fucking mm-hmm. ash is about to take cheryl uh out of there yeah they drive out and they find that the bridge that they came on is destroyed yeah and uh that sucks ass
1: yeah so they have to go back and and before that happens like there's a little scene i'm seeing right now where um ash is giving his girlfriend a necklace right little mm-hmm. thing, and i love it picture this if you're listening if you haven't seen the movie please do um as she's looking at the box, he's pretending to sleep. And so every time she looks at the... She, she takes the box out of his hand like a, like a jewelry box. And every time she's looking at the jewelry box, he opens his eyes. Right? So, like, uh, how can I say it? It's as if... The camera just
0: uh, is a close-up on their eyes. Yeah. And it just goes back and forth. And then
1: when she looks back at him, he closes his eyes very suddenly. And that's very major for what happens later on in the film, which we'll talk about in a bit. But just keep an eye on that. Keep an ear on that if you're listening. I hope you are. <laughs> yeah. That every time she looks at the box, he's looking at her. And every time she looks at him, he closes his eyes. It's supposed to be like a cute moment, but. Well,
0: what was done later on is
1: ridiculous bro it's ridiculous <laughs> uh, but so yeah, the road is closed off e-
0: even with that necklace actually mm-hmm. uh, another fun fact is that um, Sam Raimi uh, chose out that necklace and uh, Bruce Campbell thought it was like the dumbest and ugliest looking thing yeah, ever yeah it's pretty ugly <laughs> and yeah. he was just like this is so ugly and this <laughs> and that and Sam just had this idea that he uh, in his head for uh, what was gonna happen in the movie is that he was gonna use a magnifying glass mm. to use the sun to burn the book
1: oh man that, that but, would have a lot
0: of sense to be honest with you but yeah it just didn't work out that way they just kept they just kept the necklace <laughs> and, so, and so yeah they just kept the ugly necklace <laughs> That's but, funny. but yeah you know, know they they get to the bridge it's it's broken off mm-hmm. um there's a little moment where ash steps out and yeah uh cheryl and, and he get a little cut off and it seems like the entity is uh, is about to chase him and whatever mm. but they're good they're good they're they, chilling they get back to to the cabin and uh by the time they're in there that's when shit starts to go down. <laughs> <laughs> like from this point, like this is like where the movie like just fucking goes down uh, the the deep end. Yeah. Cause, uh, <clears throat> we come back to the entity just kind of floating around outside the cabin and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it fucking just finally breaks in into one of the rooms or no, I'm sorry. I'm skipping something. Mm. The, the, what happens? Um, oh, wait, so
1: they, Cheryl tries to leave, and mind you, I want to say something real quick. Who want to like ponder what happens? A lot of the scenes are from the perspective of the forest. And when you look at the door, when they open it, there's a lot of bright light that comes from the house mm-hmm. that's amazing. I really like that. And they do that a lot, you know. Yeah. But, um, so they so you said Cheryl goes out into the dark and she wants to leave,
0: yeah. They get back uh-huh. to the cabin, and then that's when shit's supposed to go down. But what's like what happens first? I'll tell you right now because I'm looking because. At it uh you know spoiler alert you know we're talking about the fucking movie but cheryl is the first one to turn
1: yes she turns oh while while she's trying to get out of there i'm looking at right now so we don't gotta worry about it maybe we cut this out if it's too much this or (laughs) (laughs) that. but they're driving away they see that the road is broken they're like fuck so we gotta head back heading back and let's see sorry (laughs) (laughs) oh ash is listening to the recording okay so he's listening to it and then uh, oh this is exactly oh, how it happens and then the they, cards uh,
0: they start playing with the card
1: games and i thought that was a perfect way into everything and all you hear is jack of cards heart of noise like in that voice and then cheryl just goes it crazy and they're kind of nonchalant about it too yeah you know like, like she looks like crazy zombie and they're like cheryl <laughs> they're like did you see her eyes <laughs> yeah like like she wasn't just deformed and so she, like, oh, turns like that. Like, she's like, ah. And then she kind of floats into the air. She's swiveling her neck like this. I'm watching right now. And then, yeah, they're like, yo, something's up with Cheryl." <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> she's floating, bro. <laughs> yeah, <She's ridiculous>. it's <laughs> like, it, I think the floating effect is so cool, yeah. too. It like, is. It, it looks so good, I think. Like, for the 80s, too. Yeah, it's just man. like, yo, man, wild. A
1: lot, of, a lot of me was thinking, like, how did they do this? But, again, it's just... Uh, just at the right time this movie was made, I think so. Because I don't know. I mean, I, I like that in X, that like, you know, this is an all white cast, you know, mm-hmm. but in X is more diverse cast. Like you have Kikutty who's black, and then you have, I think, somebody who's Russian, I think so. And it's predominantly white, but I think, um, Man, if you like this, you love X. Like I'm I'm telling you. Like that's okay. that's more than likely gonna be the next movie we do because of this movie. I'm telling you, bro. It it's just this on steroids. <laughs> Swear. Now we're at the pencil scene right here. Show you a little bit of the pencil scene just so you can see. Uh, just cause this movie's uh, so fun, man. It, <laughs> it I know there's the AMC section where we talk about it, but it's such a fun movie where I, I wanna watch it all over again when she sticks the pencil in her um the shadows on the ground and they're like, What's wrong with her? And she sticks the pencil in the ankle of Linda. Right? Yeah. And it's just going in there, and it's like, uh, Ash is like, "Stop, bitch!"
0: <laughs> and the entire time Frankie was explaining that, that's how long the pencil was in her. Yeah, ankle. Yes, exactly. I mean, it's literally <laughs> in there for that long. It's fucking disgusting.
1: And Ash gets thrown to furniture like three times, bro. <laughs> <laughs> <yeah.
0: constantly. Ash, laughs> it's just hilarious, man. But uh, mm-hmm. the rest of the movie just kind of goes down the like uh, they throw Cheryl down the cellar. Yeah, they lock her up in there. And she's just she keeps bringing the cellar door up. She's like, "Get me out!" And then
1: I love when they're like, "Join us, join us!" Uh-huh. It's just so dope. I'm an idiot. I have notes here that I could be falling. <laughs> I'm just so <laughs> intrigued with the movie. But uh,
0: but yeah, uh, and yeah, uh, they lock up Cheryl in the cellar and stuff. Yeah. And then from there, um, who's the next person that eats it? It's Linda because mm-hmm. she's the one that got stabbed. Yeah. Um,
1: but that doesn't happen for a bit. I think it just uh. So I see here, like, Scotty hits Cheryl, right? And I write, I don't know, man. Scotty hits Cheryl like he's been wanting to for a while now. <laughs> Damn. Because <laughs> he gets her mad heart. <laughs> and uh, so they all fall asleep afterwards. And I'm like, yo, so they all going to fall asleep while their friend is in the basement? <laughs> and um,
0: I write. Uh, oh, yeah. They argue about, like, we should leave now. Yeah. And it's like, uh, we'll come get her in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll come get Linda in the morning or something. Yeah.
1: And right now, like everybody just asleep, they're just contemplating. But Cheryl's still creeping out, like peeking at them, and they don't know what to do. And it's funny how they're arguing her, but they also have the perspective of Cheryl in the cellar door, like it's like uh-huh. her looking through, and it's Church trying to look at get out basically. And then the good movie, go, go for good fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then we see here. Let's see,
0: fucking from from there, pretty much. Um, yeah, they, they try and go to sleep and stuff. And that's when Scotty goes to check on his girl, Linda. Mm-hmm. And then he fucking tries to check on her wound. And then that's when she fucking just springs up from the bed and starts attacking him. Yep. And attack he gets because now he doesn't
1: know what the fuck to do. Cheryl, I love how they constantly refer to the cellar. So it's always a big havoc or mess. Like, rah, all you hear is, rah, rah. and the voices are really good, too. You mm-hmm. know, um, you, you get the voices of Cheryl, which is pretty a basic demon voice. You see here right now, I think she gets thrown to the fire, Linda. But the voice of the other girl, the third one that gets turned, it's like a little girl voice. She's like (laughs) like laughing and stuff. That that was a perfectly well done voice, I think. So it's so weird, it's so creepy, and her eyes are rolled back. And I mean, I mean, shout out to the makeup artist for this because Uh to refer to Doctor Strange, like you're right, uh, it isn't perfect zombie makeup. Like it could be better, but for the '80s, this is perfect makeup. You know, like you expect some realistic shit in 2022. But this this is really hand done. He gets thrown to the furniture again, and I love it, man. I love it. And they this you can tell some parts are fake, and this is what I'll get into into the second movie. But I think it was such a good level of everything where it wasn't too much um, new. How can I say new tactics playing into the first one? Okay, uh, a lot of the second one has a lot of claymation and a lot of this and that, and I wasn't particularly a fond of that one. Ooh, yeah, interesting. yeah, we'll get into the second one a bit, but I didn't like the second one as much as the first one, at all. <laughs> at all. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I actually only like the first. one. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, man. Um. Oh, so this is when um, what's his name? Scotty cuts off the hand of Linda when she's possessed and shit. Uh huh. And yeah, just uh. Yeah, Scotty we'll the, goes we'll to town something. on her.
0: Yeah. Fucking just chops <laughs> her up and stuff, and then they they go bury her outside. Yeah, man. And. The, the movie just kind of plays out where they just kind of eat the dust one by one from, yeah. from there from there on oh. out that's
1: pretty much what it does
0: and uh like scotty scotty gets it next because he tries to leave mm-hmm. and then he comes back with like a bunch of wounds and stuff he's like oh it attacked me and whatever and they don't and
1: when, really show what happens to him yeah he steps out and the story continues with ash and everything but mm-hmm. then he just comes in all crazy looking like scarred this and that
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. And by that point, um, Shelly has also turned. Yeah. And that's when she's doing like the little girl thing or uh, whatever. Yeah. And so Ash has fucking Cheryl in the cellars like spazzing out. Yeah, He's got fucking Scotty dying like on <sighs> the couch. And then he's got fucking Shelly doing the little girl thing in, in the hallway. Yeah, And he's like losing his goddamn yeah. mind. <laughs> he's like,
1: bro, just fucking leave me alone. Everybody just leave me alone. <laughs> and um, there's a basement scene where uh, there's a projector that plays. Uh I love that scene so much, man, because what Sam Raimi does a lot from what I've seen is uses blood and light to really show together. And so when the projector goes on, suddenly Ash is standing in front of it. So he's kind of interfering with the display of the projector. And then blood just gets smeared everywhere on the light bulb and everything turns red. And on the projector, it's so strategic how blood drips down on -hmm. the lens of the projector. But on the screen, it just shows blood and then Ash standing in front of it. And when oh man it's it's so good like that that's did that me,
0: happen in the first one or the second one oh was it
1: was the second one whoops <laughs> I think it was the first one because I see here like uh like with it on right now he's trying to cut up um oh it might have been the second one whoops
0: because <laughs> I remember he has to in the second one they have to go back into the summer. oh
1: it was the f- second one spoiler <laughs> <laughs> so you like something about it <laughs> shut, shut up <laughs> I made like two things um oh my bad so. It was backtrack there so uh now we got linda going crazy with the little girl voice and he they say the only way shelly, to, shelly the only way to truly um get rid of the ghost is by dismembering the body mm-hmm. right so that's why he's about to cut her up with the chainsaw because she's turned over but they play tricks on ash by going back to the regular selves to the zombie cells. yeah and he just can't do it he should have done it but he, <laughs> can, he can't do it
0: and so he fucking uh he decide what does he do to shelly because uh he basically he I he, think he just he leaves stabbed, her there. Does he stab her?
1: No, I think he he would just... He was supposed to tie her up right there, right? But then he gets oh, rid no, of Oh, no, wait. He
0: does stab her. He stabs her in the back, and, and she falls on the couch. She falls on the couch, and she just stays there? And, and well, then Ash uh, says that he's going to go bury her, and mm. then... um. Cause and that's when he like starts remembering that about oh. the dismemberment and he's like, I can't do it. So I'm just going to bury her instead. Yeah.
1: And then she pops out. So he just hits her like a motherfucker.
0: <laughs> and then th- this is where we get to the scene where, where uh, you were referring uh-huh. to with the eyes uh-huh. where, um, cause Ash is finally burying the, uh, or digging up the grave mm-hmm. and, um, uh, Fucking Shelley's right behind him, and it's just cuts back and forth with like their eyes. So there fun. we
1: go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's just such a that, that's a specific thing you have, kind of have to see, but it's a callback to that. Yeah. And, but now she's turned, and so, oh man. Sorry, I know this AMC section is me just being excited <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of this and that, but it, well, it's, just for
0: the first half. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just it's such a perfect movie, man, and. uh I just don't get to experience a lot of good classics that are horror. I, I've, I haven't have ventured into them. Uh, like Freddy vs. Jason and stuff, like those things were kind of, I was always scared when I was younger because I was just scared. You know, I was just like, this is creepy creepiest fuck. Uh-huh. But I think of like Jeepers Creepers and the Hills Have Eyes and all these movies that were like either just terrifying for me to watch. Or when I watched them, I'm like, oh, they're just kind of basic ass storylines, you know, not to this, uh, disregard them. But this one, there's a lot of imagery and, and the camera work is so non-professional respectfully though like you can tell it was a handheld cam and Mm -hmm. the camera shaking a lot which is to cause that unease there's a lot of shots that are askew like a spike lee shot where it's like to make the people look like bad guys so there's a lot of that but i just look at it as a movie that does so much with what little it has in terms of funding which i didn't know at that point but it kind of comes off as that but the story is so pure and and of its time that it it ages like fine wine (laughs) yeah you know like it's it's really great
0: it's a goodie yeah man I mean the the rest of the movie just kind of plays out where um Ash is battling his life. <laughs> yeah, fucking Shelly jumps on him and uh, like outside, and Ash takes the shovel and fucking chops her head off. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, and it just comes flying off. Yep. And and even those parts, the head you could tell was fake as fuck, right? Uh-huh. But it's so forgivable because you're like now you're invested. Now you're like, okay, what's gonna happen to Ash? There,
0: there's there's the uh-huh. one shot when uh when they're shoving Cheryl down the cellar where uh-huh. it's straight up like a doll. <laughs> yeah
1: and you just don't care you're just like yo bro like i'm here for the ride (laughs) no judgment zone
0: (laughs) but uh yeah and so fucking that's it shelly's dead yeah and um uh, he goes in and uh cheryl is still fucking spazzing out in the cellar and then that's when scotty turns and then uh, fucking Ash has to take down Scotty. Scotty, strong as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, during the time uh-huh. that uh, um, I remember during mm. the time that um, uh, Ash was outside yeah. uh, burying Shelly, that's when Cheryl broke out of the cellar.
1: Oh, OK, how did she break out? though? she just broke she it? She just like kept slamming the thing
0: and just kept mm. and just opened it eventually.
1: Oh, I, I think it was the first one where uh, the projector and stuff. Cause I have it right here on the notes and everything. Okay. So ah. <laughs> also, this was filmed in Morristown, Tennessee. Nice. So that's what I got for that and everything. Just um. Oh, fun
0: fact. <laughs> <laughs> Frankie's fun facts alliteration. <laughs> and there's a there's a great
1: great shot where um, Ash is looking into the mirror, and rather than rather than be a mirror, like he goes to touch the mirror and it's water. Mm-hmm. So and and it's perfect because you understand that what they do, is they cut to the inner shot and they put the. Thing on the floor, and he puts his hands within. But it's done so well, where you can really think like th- th- this is happening right there. And um, this, this I wanted to bring up really quick. Um, when I was in Utah, we went to the zoo, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, European the zoo, whatever. But I had a last time. <laughs> I saw a rhino and shit. <laughs> we saw a gorilla, and it was like a really you can get really close, not touching shit. But there was just like a little glass that was between us, and mm-hmm. you can tell the this gorilla had been transferred from Florida to here. And so it was accustomed to people just watching it. And uh we put our hand up to the thing and it came up to us and put her hand he put her hand in the glass, she put it in the glass and tapped on the mirror with her big ass finger. And Beatrice's hand was next to it. It was cool, it was like adorable moment, mm. something that she was used to doing. And I asked Beatrice, I was like, What do you think it feels when it sees its reflection? Like, what if I should get my iPhone and show it her reflection with the self camera? Selfie cam. Oh yeah. There we go. And um and she was like, "Well, they're used to seeing the reflection. They're in the wild, you know. They look at the water and they see the reflection." I was like, "I never thought about that. That's that's kind of that ass. <laughs> that's, the, that's the OG reflection. Yeah, that <laughs> ass. Like, oh, how it looks like said selfie can <laughs> yeah. Fucking millennial. Hey, man. <laughs> I'm talking about the Evil Dead right now. <laughs> um, and so after that shot, what I do see here that Roy is that now he has to kill Scotty, and he had a gun, but he can't use the gun. So what does he do?" He puts his thumbs in Scotty's eyes. And gadgets and his it eyes just, out. And I, what I think of when I saw that, I think of, I'm melting, you know, like when they do that <laughs> stuff. Crazy. Like
0: the blood is so like thick, thick and just Thick, like,
1: man. Bleh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just oozes <laughs> Oozing, out. Yeah, um, Fucking. And then eventually when like, you know, shit is still going down, it's reaching the finale part almost. And then he, somebody's pulling him, but he has to get the book. Because he understands he's going to burn the book.
0: Yeah, Cheryl is like mm-hmm. whacking him and Scotty is like pulling him by the leg. Mm-hmm. And he's reaching for the Necronomicon that's close to near the fireplace. And what does he use to get it? He uses the fucking ugly ass <laughs> necklace.
1: I wrote, how the necklace pulled the book is beyond me, but I ain't mad at it. Because <laughs> <laughs> the necklace seems to get no grip with the book whatsoever. <laughs> but he's just trying to use it to hook in the book that's like way heavier than it. And somehow does it. <laughs>
0: hey man <laughs> the 80s
1: <laughs> fuck it um, and then after the book is um, burned the bodies just disintegrate into this disgusting actually gross visual yeah like it's really disgusting how they die and yeah I was like, "Girl," and then I wrote "Ash PTSD" out the ass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know uh-huh. uh, what's really fun about uh-huh. the Evil Dead franchise mm-hmm. is that there's also a TV show called Ash vs Evil Dead, mm-hmm. and it's a wow. sequel to the to the movies. Wow. Uh, just the first two; the third one technically isn't in canon. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I've, I've definitely heard of Ash vs Evil Dead before. which yeah, is now making a lot of sense. They they combine uh-huh. the first two uh, movies into one canon mm-hmm. and so in the show there's a certain point where they go back to Ash's hometown mm. and uh he gets bullied there where everyone calls him Ashy Slashy because he <laughs> killed all of his friends in the oh, cabin in the woods
1: but they don't understand that it was because he had to in show yeah that is a good show yeah it's a good show I gotta check that shit out man that actually seems pretty
0: dope what? yeah it, it's just it's more Evil Dead mm-hmm. is, he, right. is he in it? Uh, Bruce Campbell wow. Yeah. yeah he reprises the role in everything nice. and he's like middle aged and everything and like nice. they, they play on that and, and all that <laughs> So, it, yeah, it's really good. They they asked him to do, uh,
1: do the voice of the video game. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. And he was like, I just can't do any of that shit no more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't blame you, bro. You're pretty old. That article's recent. It's like two years ago, a year ago, I think so.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know? the game is just came out, so. Oh, shit. All
1: right, All right check this shit out.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, I don't know if you know anything about the game, nah. but it's kind of like Dead by Daylight.
1: What's it called? The game? Uh,
0: Evil Dead the Game. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. We are selling more movies. <laughs>
0: But um, it plays like Dead by Daylight, and uh, mm-hmm. you can play as Ash or any of the other characters in the Evil Dead franchise. Nice, um, and just uh, uh fight off deadites and That's is, is what the demons are calling mm-hmm. in the franchise. Deadites. That's cool as fuck. Well. I'm about to buy that game tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, honestly, I was like, man, we should play this on the fucking podcast.
1: <laughs> I'm with it. <laughs>
0: fucking with it, bro.
1: <laughs> um. So then we get to the end. Basically, the movies coming to an end.
0: It, it comes daylight and mm-hmm. he's fucking defeated Covered and, in blood. and everything. And he steps outside and it seems like everything's a okay. And then it cuts to the fucking camera. The just, demon entity <laughs> just swoops in, just breaks in through the door yep. to the house he yells, and right? just yells. And he goes, in, goes basically into his mouth. And it's the end of the movie. And then the beautiful. Ending when the music comes in and it's like yeah.
1: To me, I think of like din- 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 uh, whatever, but it's just a playful old song, and it says directed by Sam Raimi, and I am I write here Sam Raimi is a god. <laughs> <laughs> I write that one hundred percent because to the to the t man to the end the very very end it's just a perfect song. You know, like I love shit like that. People do it all the time but like you know like um I don't know if you ever watch what's that movie in- Insidious. Yeah, that's that's a good movie. I think there's a little bit of overrated to it, but ultimately it's that one major scene with the red face in the background mm-hmm. that shit was scary as fuck. Yeah. Um, but they used a song referred to a lot in SpongeBob. No, 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 yeah, I can't oh, yeah, do that it at song. all. Yeah. But it, it was perfectly put. You know, for um, how can I say, like, for a horror movie because mm-hmm. it's so out of place. And I liked it. I like. I very much enjoyed it. And I I give this movie a ten out of ten. I give it a twenty out of ten if I could. Bro, it's so fucking good. Nice. I really really enjoyed it. And I just didn't. I didn't know what to expect. You know, when you're watching an old movie like that, you have no idea. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, I'm very grateful. Like I feel like anybody that wants to make a film like should watch this just to get inspired by what a good film can be without a strenuous budget because it uh, don't need it. Definitely the new Yeah, it.
0: I mean, you know, they, this movie. This movie's a classic for a reason. Yeah, man but uh like to just keep on going with it with the second one uh Mm -hmm. what they do pretty quickly in the first like 10 minutes of the movie is that they retcon the first movie yeah they just say that's cool but (laughs) actually this happens instead yeah yeah right
1: that's what i was confused about the beginning when it was like what the fuck like i thought everything but it's just him and uh, his girlfriend right
0: yeah it's it's him and Mm shelly and um it like you you still see the necklace and everything mm-hmm. and all that stuff uh and they they recreate uh him killing her like with the shovel mm-hmm. like chopping off her head and everything and him burying her and all that yeah and then from that point on that's when the movie becomes a completely different movie
1: literally now we start off with these people who are um looking for the pages of the the book of dead right um uh-huh. mm-hmm. like kind of like historians i would say or yeah. archaeologists yeah archaeologists uh-huh. yeah
0: and like they're uh this girl is like going back home to where her parents are should be in the mm-hmm. cabin and whatever um mm-hmm. and uh kind of cuts back and forth like that it's kind of like a B plot almost yeah. uh B hole mm-hmm. um and uh fucking it pretty much from from that point on ash starts going a little crazy yeah really crazy because uh he he starts uh like huddling himself inside the cabin and like closing himself off and yeah. whatever and then he fucking looks out the window and he sees fucking hand just stick out of, of, yeah. of the grave that he just dig. And that's an iconic kind of shot, right? Yeah. Like hand up at the grave. Yeah. That's,
1: I think that's how this whole thing started with the um, last, last time we had the podcast and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Right? And then, yeah. And then shit gets crazy. He gets thrown out the house into this shot where he's just like, <laughs> like, you know, just it's really. The, I wonder how they did that. What uh, shot? Um, This one right here.
0: When he gets gushed with blood. Yeah. Oh, that, oh this yeah. shot.
1: Uh-huh. So this shot for those who are just listening is he basically gets like thrown so fast into the woods where it's just a perspective of the front of him. And he's like, ah, and he falls finally into some muddy water and he arises as a zombie. Right. Mm -hmm. And then he just this is an incredible shot right here. I think it was one of the most incredible shots throughout the whole movie, but um, they kind of white in the eyes. And then the whitening of the eyes goes away through a smoke. Yeah. And I thought that was very that that part I did like very much. But it comes out here as a zombie and and already there's a very different look to the zombie look. I Mm think so. There's a, there's a, there's much different things. They, they
0: really, uh, uh, they really try and make the deadites, uh, look like their own kind of, kind of similar. I would say to like ghostbusters almost. It's like every ghost kind of looks like their own, Mm -hmm. like that. I feel like that's what they definitely did with evil dead too. Mm -hmm. Um, and with army of darkness, they just kind of push that even further and with the TV show as well. Um, so this was like kind of the beginning of that where they were really getting like wonky with it, I guess, or just getting like really creative with it. Um but yeah, he fucking flies out. Yeah. He he turns into a fucking uh deadite and then <laughs> uh the sun <laughs> turns him back pretty much. So like, and he's, he's making main, goofy faces yeah. and stuff. <laughs> he's such an expressive actor. Super. <laughs> Super. Oh man. But, but uh it
1: kind of shows like now as soon as the day comes, you're good. Mm-hmm. But but then it goes to show really like he's not good at nighttime though. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and because uh, the the way that he turned into a deadite mm-hmm. is because he got bit in the hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the reason that that happened is because he sees that uh, his girlfriend, Shelly, um, sticks her hand out of the grave and she comes out of it. Yeah. And there's like a whole like uh, stop motion thing where she dances in the night yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's really funny. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, there
1: um, we go. And it's those things that for me were like, uh, it was just so stressed and focused on it. I felt like... I mean, I guess I'm just spoiled with new movies, right? <laughs> with like how they would have done it so much cleaner. I felt like it, the bitrate to, to kind of put it in was just, I had to, I had to put up with the film. Like, I, I don't know how I'm gonna say this. Like, uh, it was just an awkward for me. It was awkward for me visually. Okay. Because you could see how it's it's stop motion, like you said. So they had mm-hmm. to literally like boom, boom, boom. And you can see it. And I write a little thing here, which isn't perfect, but I write, I feel like there's this awkward period of time in movies that use advancing technology to depict a more realistic gore or effect in movies. But rather than help, it just makes it worse. This starts off with plenty of that when the first one had a simpler take to it. And then the next thing I write as I continue to watch the movie, I'm not digging this dog. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, like, and again, it, it, I don't hate this movie. Like, I'm not, but I definitely, if I were have picked one or two, like, always one. Like, there's never a time, and <laughs> I, I, I got to watch it more, but I've, from this little period of time, I definitely like the first one already way better.
0: I, yeah. you know, I, I mean, I'll just say outright I'll, I'll uh-huh. that uh, I've always preferred the second one over the nice. first one. Nice. Okay, cool. Um, uh-huh. I fell in love with the first one, uh, mm-hmm. but I just think the second one is just like, almost definitive in nice. a way or okay, just cool. like in, especially in terms of like canon and things like mm-hmm. that i'm just kind of like yeah like the second one is like <laughs> definitely like a definitive one but just like sony
1: we uh, agreement is respect <laughs>
0: yes <laughs> agreement doesn't always mean respect there we go
1: <laughs> exactly
0: <laughs> or no sorry respect doesn't always mean agreement <laughs> now let's talk about our dogs real quick <laughs> <laughs> Lang is like, what
1: the fuck? <laughs> Who are these guys, man? Uh, but yeah, right here, I write the Claymation, or I thought it was Claymation, Ballerina Dance. Um, and then she just flies off Which is hilarious to me Because she's doing a <laughs> dance And then she's like "Wait!"
0: I love it It's so yeah, funny It is pretty funny And, and then Ash spazzes out yeah. And he realizes That he's having a dream Yeah But psych Because then Shelly's head Just rolls out from the yeah, ceiling man. And lands on his lap And fucking bites him on the hand And it's funny Because mm-hmm. he's just like, Slamming his <laughs> head everywhere Just trying to fucking Like get
1: her off And you hear the crunches Like <laughs> But he's just like How do I get up And then he finally finds it I right here Ash can't catch a breath. (laughs) and then he finds that tool that you kind of play something like the clamping tool whatever
0: and he clamps her head in it
1: and even with that like he puts the thing there and it 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 cuts to a shot of her head in it but it didn't look like that at all (laughs) yeah yeah it's just you go with it yeah yeah you're right that that's maybe one thing that i i guess because it was a sequel i was like expecting this you know same but uh, um um leveled up thing of it and i guess I mean, it was kind of it to be honest yeah uh-huh. i mean, cause something you mm-hmm. also
0: got to consider is that even though the first one came out in 81 mm-hmm. it took them two years to make so That's they true. started in 79 ah so look at that. It, so mm-hmm. you know even though it came out in the 80s it barely came out in the 80s yeah you're right so there, mm. there's definitely a difference from uh, because they got a six year gap between mm-hmm. them. So it, they, I feel like they escalated almost everything because a hundred bigger budget. It's like there's more deadites, yeah. There's more blood, quite literally. Yeah. There's uh, more gore, more humor. Mm-hmm. It's just everything just pushed to eleven.
1: But the but the camera is always perfect. That's one yes. thing I will say
0: in both movies. Like. There's
1: a lot of those things that I didn't like about the second one, where it's like the stop motion, this and that. But like when it comes down to the grit of the movie, like it's still a very good movie. You know, it's still and it is funny, and um, it's still very good. Like it just to and to watch it back to back, like I did, was very fun too, because you kind of just jump to the next one. Yeah, and it was dope.
0: And, um, but he fucking clamps uh, uh, Shelly's head yeah. and he and he goes for the chainsaw but yeah. it's not there and in him, that yeah. moment fucking Linda's body just comes in with a chainsaw <laughs> yeah. and he's like and, and he's fighting it off and with, shit. With, like a ty- with a tire <laughs> yeah. iron or whatever
1: he gets these fucking powers don't know uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> he gets plot powers yeah. <laughs> yeah. and he just whacks the chainsaw and, and she's and holding it headless and stuff like that and yeah. it just swings up backwards mm. into, her, into her neck hole oh, man. and just that was slices her inwards yeah bro and so then ash finally <sighs> takes a chainsaw and he's about to chop shelly's head yep. or chainsaw her head uh-huh. and she switches back to human for she's a second like, she's do like this. don't do it uh- and he's like no <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Shelly, <laughs> it's so good yeah. <laughs> that's funny as fuck and he just fucking goes in and
1: just starts sh- yeah, fucking yeah. cutting into and her head blood just spews on his face and shit like that right and he goes back
0: inside and then that's when fucking it gets really ridiculous yeah, with man. this movie where it starts getting into sort of slapstick comedy yeah yeah where it just fucking his hand turns that's funny as fuck and, and, and it's like <laughs> and
1: it's like expressing happiness and sadness and stuff and um, the same
0: hand that got bit by Shelly yeah. is now completely turned and is trying to attack ash and he just like keeps punching him and he keeps this and that hits
1: him with glass like i mean on um, plates yeah it with just, plates and shit that, and he... that i thought it was really cool because i'm sure because it's such a younger movie in terms of today that people were like how's he doing that to himself and mm. there's is there's that special plate you can hit yourself with in movies yeah uh, which i thought was really cool and then he's like yo i can't have this hand no more what the fuck <laughs> i'm gonna do
0: and he fucking passes out and <laughs> like or he, supposedly yeah like passes out and the hand sees a butcher knife, <laughs> and he goes, huh? Yeah, and it starts dragging him across the fucking floor. Yeah. And wow. right as it's about to reach the butcher knife, Ash just fucking takes a knife and stabs his own right hand in the into middle. the
1: ground. Unfazed too. He's, he's face for sure. He's like, "Ah, oh, yeah." But not as much as I think, when you can stab <laughs> your own hand. What, what, what do you think about this? So I was thinking, if your hand is controlled, right? Like, you're like, because at first, and if you're seeing, the hand was
0: like like that, like,
1: right? Uh-huh. So he's pushing himself. But why does the arm and the shoulder follow?
0: I guess it's like the force. The strength of it, right? Yeah, like, like, if it just follows. I, like, because I thought, I kind of thought right? the same thing, too. <laughs> I was But I, I just, you know, you go with it. <laughs> go,
1: that's the theme of this these movies. And it's true. You If you're trying to watch this movie too seriously, chill the fuck out. <laughs> you know, like, just have fun with this movie, because... This is the movie is meant to have fun for yeah. sure and the first one was pretty spooky not too much but it was like a good amount but the second one definitely allows itself to be humorous and have fun yeah and, um, even the sam raimi the, the the rat in the movie when he falls on the stairs mm-hmm. apparently his name is mr, Te- mr. testicles mr testicles <laughs>
0: senior <Nice. Senor> cojones
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah just a, a whole bunch of stuff when i'm the fun facts are hilarious man oh uh, yeah
0: but yeah, fucking he stabs his own hand and he says, Oh, you like that buddy? And he fucking grabs the chainsaw yeah. and fucking saws off his own hand.
1: <laughs> oh man, savage. And, and then he just handles. And then
0: um He puts his the hand in a bucket. Yeah. And, and then puts a book over and, it. And, and the book says <laughs> a farewell, farewell to, to arms. arms. <laughs> 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 that shit was funny. <laughs> that shit was so funny.
1: Um how can I say, uh, there's another mirror scene in this movie, and this mirror scene was the one where he's looking at himself, and then the reflection comes out at him and grabs yeah. him on his shoulders, and that was really well done because yeah, that didn't I, seem thought,
0: like, I thought that was better than right? the first one.
1: Yeah, man, because it wasn't even that that couldn't have been green screen effect. That had to be like a a, a double like a body double. That, and then the only thing they fucked up was his eyebrows. They made his <laughs> eyebrows, if you notice, way too way too thick. <laughs> but I thought it was very good, very fucking good, and I really love that he has those little glimpses of just cinematic amazingness because those things inspire the future those are the things you see and you're like fuck i could have done that and then <laughs> nah, i did it first bitch <laughs> and so yeah i think it's really cool
0: yeah, he fucking, uh, before before that even happens, yeah. he, he still is fighting his own hand, because yeah. the hand gets out from underneath the bucket, so he has to yeah. take the shotgun, and, just, and he starts shooting the wall, and, yeah. like, the hand, I, I love the moment where he's reloading the shotgun, so the hand yeah. starts, like, rolling its fingers <laughs> against the ground, like, waiting and shit, and fucking the as soon as he's ready to shoot the hand walks into the uh the, the mousetrap
1: huh. it gets caught by the mousetrap it gets oh caught by God. the mousetrap and it
0: starts like freaking out and ashka laughs he's like ha <laughs> <laughs> i got you now <laughs> but he still misses the fucking shot because he's shooting one-handed yeah bro and oh fun fact um I. They chop off his right hand because Bruce Campbell is left handed. Oh, okay. So he still wanted to keep using his left hand. Mm-hmm. So, pretty just- smart. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I wrote here um, Ash, just kill yourself. <laughs> 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 pretty
0: much. But he finally gets his hand. He shoots these holes in the wall. Yeah. And then the walls just come gushing out with blood the holes yep. that just he created. <laughs> Just everywhere, and he's just getting soaked yeah, in blood. Yeah, man, there's
1: a lot of blood in this one. More than the other one, for oh, sure. Yeah. Just a shitload of blood.
0: And the fucking blood turns black and just gets sucked back into the wall. Yeah,
1: walls. man, that was pretty good shot. They had to do that. They just rewinded it, I'm assuming, right? Oh, yeah, right? that had
0: to be reversed, mm-hmm. for sure. So dope. But uh, that's when Ash starts to go crazy. The mirror scene happens, mm-hmm. and then like the rest of the house... The, the deer, uh, oh like man, cracks and, ha, ha, and starts ha, ha,
1: ha, ha. Yeah, everybody just starts laughing, and, and then, then Ash
0: starts laughing. Right? Ash starts laughing, and he has that moment at the oh. lamp where he starts like getting mm-hmm. up and down with, with the, the lamp the, yeah. and like, like dancing stopped, with the items. like ah! <laughs> 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 That I liked a lot, to be honest. And I love
1: the laugh <laughs> of the deer in particular. It was just so perfect, man. Everything was um everything was pretty really dope, but that seemed to be honest with you
0: and uh he's going so wild that mm-hmm. as soon as he hears a knock in the door he just fires Shoots away
1: it. and it was the uh it was the two like historians to say and then it was the two people that helped him find the cabin since the bridge was broken mm-hmm. and um i don't remember their name i know the, the girl's name of the boyfriend of the like the the helpers uh uh-huh. were like bobby joy or something bobby like that. joe bobby joe right and um so they they they're like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Sure enough, so they kind of tackle him down, and he punch Ash to defend himself because like I don't know who the fuck you guys are, and I just been through hell.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> and they throw Ash in the cellar. Mm. They're like, "Yo, fuck this guy! You know we're here to take our shit, and he's attacking us." But Ash is trying to say something, but he gets knocked out, so he has no idea what's happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm
0: and he's in the cellar and they're trying to figure out what's going on. They think that maybe Ash killed uh, this girl's parents, parents. Mm-hmm. Um, so they start listening to the, to uh, her dad's recording and um, it just shows about how he had to kill his wife because yeah. after he did the incantation, it rates a dead and his wife got taken over, Henrietta mm. and that he had to bury her in the fruit cellar <laughs> and that's when Ash is like <gasps> <laughs> And fucking, that's when you have that gross shot of oh fucking God. Henrietta just shoving her head out the ground.
1: Disgusting, bro. And she looks like, gross. And she right now, I've seen her right here. She's chasing Ash and they're doing the key thing again where. They're trying to open the door to Ash. They're like, we believe you, motherfucker, but we got to get you out. And Ash is like, stop. I love the cellar door because it's so perfect because it's just a perfect like boom, boom, yeah. boom. And everything is happening. You know, and then with the chains and everything. Yeah, too. It's
0: just it's so like gothic. Honestly. And, and these old school keys. It's not yeah. like modern
1: keys. That was just a cool touch. You know, <laughs> just because. Just and then now you get uh, it was her and right? That's the, the mom's name. Yeah. And she's just there with like a long neck. It reminds me of Tremors tremors you ever
0: seen tremors i don't
1: know uh, no. uh, i think kevin Bacon's in it but it's kind of like you you gotta i used to watch it when i was younger but not too much uh you touch you step on the ground these monsters from the below will eat you so huh. you they kind of figured out a way to walk around without touching the sand because as soon as you do they're so sensitive that they'll just pop up but her neck extended uh looks like a tremor if i even remember correctly because that's an old movie but when they slam the door on the Henrietta's head and the eyeball pops out. Yeah. And lands <laughs> in
0: Bobby Joe's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> fucking fucking disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> so funny though. Yeah.
1: And now Ash is handless, uh, handless the whole time. Yeah.
0: That's funny. And <laughs> and he and the the a redneck dude, they just close up yep. the cellar. Um I, I just I, I really like that shot. That shot always uh stuck in my head. Right here. Yeah. yeah, the where they're just on top of the cellar door, mm-hmm. just like waiting for it to pass, basically. Yeah, and it finally stops for a second. They look at each other, <laughs> and then it shakes one last time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> J- just such a good things. shot. Mm-hmm. But um, they try. There's they start figuring out what they're gonna do next, mm-hmm. and uh, that's when they start getting attacked one by one, and the movie kind of plays out as such. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, the movie is just so gory. Cause, uh, you, you fucking see that, uh, Bobby Joe, she, uh, oh, the, uh, the
1: boyfriend of the uh, girl g- turns, the boyfriend of the yeah. girl, which turns. we don't know his
0: name, right? He just kind of gets nameless. I, f- I forget mm. honestly, but, but how does he get got, um, he, honestly for me, like, was he, it, was it Cheryl like ripping his leg or something like that? Or. I, I don't know. Not could, Cheryl, Henrietta, I mean. Because for me,
1: like when I was watching it, even the first time, he just sprouts and turns, like right here. Like right now, all you'll see, um, they're in the room discussing what they're gonna do, and he just pops up turning and like doing funny Something motions. Something had
0: to have happened mm-hmm. to him for him for him to turn. Yeah. But he he turns first. Um and Ash uh takes good care of him real quick. And you know, there's definitely a big difference from the from Ash in the first Evil Dead to the yeah. second one. In the second one, he's a lot more active. Yeah. Like in the first one, he's not even much of the main character. Like yeah. You would think that Scotty's like the main character. Of I thought the first Ash one. was gonna
1: die in the first one. I yeah. I had no idea it would end up being him to continue on to the next film. And, and stuff. so
0: in the second one, like he he's really a lot more headstrong and like mm-hmm. just going forward and stuff, because mm-hmm. he's the one that thinks to himself, wait, there's an axe in this room. Yeah. He goes and gets it, fucking takes care of this dude.
1: And he's kind of leading everybody now. Like as soon as they found out, okay, now nah, he's not an asshole. He's just trying to protect himself. Everybody just kind of following Ash's lead at this point. He's the yeah. the leader, and uh, the woman who originally thought that he killed his parents, um, now she's like, I'm gonna help you, um, because at first she, he he runs out the room when the boyfriend turns. And the girlfriend yells, you're a fucking coward. Yeah. But then he comes back with the axe and just chops his head.
0: And there's green slime all over. Yeah. Which is
1: interesting. I don't can't. But you said that, right? Everyone is different with the uh, blood and stuff like that. So, But the green slime threw me off. I was like, what the fuck?
0: It also threw me off. I forgot yeah. about that too. <laughs> so random. Nickelodeon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then we get, the, this is a really quick shot scene, but the blood just goes over the camera. And it's a little gleam of, of Ash. But I like in the beginning, if I'm not mistaken, when she was when he was burying a Cheryl, or well no Linda, right? Mm. Uh I don't know how they did it. Maybe it was just luck. But it was the perspective of being in the in the ground. And when he threw the sho- the shovel of dirt in there, it it covered this camera, but left just enough to see Ash's face. Hmm. I don't know how they did that. Maybe it was a tube or something like that. But it was, I don't know. I, I, it was perfect. So, again, maybe one of those luck things or just really strategic. Like, I remember you know. the
0: shot, but I don't remember seeing Ash's face through like the it dirt. Was, it was just right there.
1: Like It was just a perfect little uh, snippet of him. And I thought it was cool. I was like, man, that, I mean, again, you either get lucky or you, you just really work for it
0: yeah they mm-hmm. fucking take care of that dude mm-hmm. they bury his body and then uh they start seeing some shit go down in the bedroom yeah and then they go to check it out and it's this uh, girl's father like coming as a ghost mm-hmm. being like you guys gotta read the incantations from the book of the dead to fucking fix open all up this. the
1: open up the vex right and yeah then, like only the rift or whatever you push them into it right? yeah
0: and um mm-hmm. they're like Dope, we'll do that. <laughs> Say less. They're <laughs> <laughs> no, like, we're, we're, we're fucking on it. And so, uh, but the lights go out. Yeah. And uh, because uh, Bobby Lee uh, is getting held on by mm-hmm. a hand uh she's like you're
1: holding my hand so tight yeah and he's like i'm not holding your hand (laughs) (laughs) he's so thank you (laughs) he's so out of her league though which is the funniest thing he's like missing (laughs) team and he's like almost balling and she's like a beautiful
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's it was funny so (laughs) So bobby joe just fucking runs out of there and uh she gets attacked in the woods pretty much Mm. and then um that's when uh this dude uh, starts. Uh, the redneck tries mm. to take control with the gun, and he's like, yeah. "No, we're You're gonna help me, help yeah. Bobby Lee." And he takes the pages and he fucking throws them down the. What star. an
1: asshole for doing that! Like cause the pages, the only person that could translate it was the girlfriend, the main person, the historian, the scholar, mm. and she's the only one that could translate it, right? Mm-hmm. And the boyfriend is dead, so he's no longer allowed And Bobby Lee's just running to the woods right now. What is it? These white ladies just running into the woods. <laughs> they it's safer. And then she proceeds to get um, raped as well. But she doesn't get raped in this one. I don't think so. No, she
0: gets like dragged off. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Her clothes yeah. get ripped and stuff mm-hmm. pretty erotically. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but, yeah. Sam Raimi. <laughs> but you're right. Right here, she's just getting dragged off. They don't. I wonder why though. I wonder. Maybe it was just too strong subject matter. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. But she gets dragged crazy <laughs> from yeah. what I'm saying. God damn. <laughs> Jesus. <bro. laughs> oh, and then um. This is interesting. and I think very important in the in the papers in the book. There shows of a legend who saves basically the town from things like uh-huh. that, and that's very crucial towards the end. And
0: they say uh, in in thirteen hundred A.D. Mm. or three hundred, I think so, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that some dude like came from the skies and saved everything mm. or saved everyone. And in the little drawings, it definitely looks like Ash, yeah, with the chainsaw and stuff. <laughs> Um, groovy
1: <laughs> we'll get to that in a bit <laughs> but yeah
0: so fucking uh, the dude the redneck dude starts leading Ash and this mm-hmm. chick outside to look for Bobby Joe yeah. and um, they can't find her and then that's when a demon entity camera work starts coming into play again and yeah. it looks like it's gonna get them so they run back into the, into the cabin
1: and then Ash turns Ash turns into oh I army. forgot yeah. about that he, yeah he, in that
0: he, moment mm-hmm. uh, Ash turns into a deadite yeah and he uh, they they that that's when uh the redneck and mm-hmm. uh, this chick run back into the cabin. Yep. And oh she's chasing yeah, yeah. them.
1: And then now uh, the historian locks herself in the in the house and she grabs that little knife with the skull at the end and she's using it to protect herself and she starts to hear things at the door and she's like you know what the next person that comes in here i'm stabbing the he's shit he's gonna up. fucking get it up yep. and then guess who walks in hey, it's, <laughs> it's the hillbilly guy and she just stabs him in the stomach and that shit must have hurt because he looks he's saying
0: "Ah!" And it was so funny when when she sees that ash is coming around yeah. and so she starts trying to slam the door yeah. on his fucking body He's like, stop, stop! I'm all right, I'm all right. And she drags his body a little bit more, but not enough, so it's just hitting his feet. And you're like, come on, girl! Like, damn, this poor man. Yo,
1: all he want to do is help you, motherfucker. He even carried your bags, bro. That shit is dumb funny. And then, um, oh, this is a crazy intense shot. So she's basically dragging, um, the hillbilly down, uh, to a safety but then wasn't it her What was it
0: uh henrietta she
1: just grabs him and all you see is blood just
0: gushing out gir- from the cellar and she's just jesus holding on to Christ. his legs
1: that's so much blood man it's like an ocean full just coming out the cellar door it's just <laughs> jesus it looks like, like kool-aid like <laughs> bubbling just yeah. fucking at the cellar. how much blood this motherfucker had bro <laughs> and then this motherfucker turns again
0: like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and ash fucking throws her across yeah. the room and then he uh before he reaches her he finds a necklace on the ground mm-hmm. and the necklace makes him so sad that he turns <laughs> a human again you know what that is love power- yeah <laughs> beat me to it <laughs> that's right <laughs> power
1: love and he's like fuck i did something fucked up <laughs> <laughs>
0: And he's like, listen to yeah. me, we're going to get those fucking pages. Yeah, man. You and me, we're going to do this shit. After
1: I just thrown you against the wall. <laughs> Trust me, I'm on your side.
0: And, and they fucking go back into the little shack. Yeah. And they fucking prep the chainsaw. This,
1: this is go on, but this is just the most hilarious thing. I love it. This I do love a lot. Hold they on. prep
0: the chainsaw in just such a dope way yeah. where <laughs> the <laughs> the the fucking uh, rig or what do you call it? The string uh-huh. is attached on a little hook to his chest, yeah. so he can rev it up. <laughs> that like is on pretty its dope. Own.
1: I didn't notice that, but that's all because he only has one hand. Yeah, so he has chainsaw arm. Which I, I wrote here. If you look at it, um, it says this. It says chainsaw arm is chainsaw arm is awesome, and then when he <laughs> installs it, he says groovy like yeah, a close.
0: He, <laughs> he fucking shaves off the shotgun to turn into a, into yeah. a, a, a sawed off shotgun. So dope. And he just flips it, and it does a classic. Whoop, whoop, yeah, right there. <laughs> like as he's <laughs> flipping it, and it just like socks back in. Yeah,
1: that this made me think of what's that movie where you're trapped in the mall? Can we hold it. Wait for it groovy <laughs> and you're trying to save everybody but you're using like that's uh, a great it's a great game it's a fun game i never beat it really it's kind of hard complicated uh-huh. like but but then i got a couple of jokes here right like, <laughs> i wrote a couple of jokes so i wrote <clears throat> right, hand it hand it to ash for getting the pages okay all right, you know okay. uh at least yellow Shirley lend him a hand oh okay, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and then i wrote those demons have to be a handful Right. All I got right. two more. I got two more. The next one is after the first evil dead hand, the story continues. <laughs> okay. That was a bit of a stretch. The last one. Hand. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that that one's my
1: favorite. <laughs> That's all I got.
0: <laughs> that one's my fucking favorite right that there.
1: Just a hand.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Can we get a fucking round Yo, of applause for let's that? Let's go, one? round of applause, <laughs> Let's go Mets, man. Let's go Mets. <laughs> I
1: did not expect that as bad. But- <laughs> let's fucking go <laughs> 86 86 that's that oh man nice oh, no groovy groovy yeah facts we're not on groovy i love the words groovy man and funk and funky <laughs>
0: it's good words but All right. the rest of the movie gets fucking crazy for me yeah seriously ash goes down to the cellar nope yep he gets the pages he's
1: ready to fuck shit up he's tired of everything
0: he chainsaws the cellar door yep. he goes down there he starts looking for the pages one by one yeah and he finally gets them and he fucking uh, is trying to get out but henrietta grabs him by the fucking legs on the stairs yeah right as he's handing uh or right as he's about to hand the papers mm-hmm. and so the stairs get uh i think the stairs get broken and then uh, mm. Henrietta uh, and, and Ash are kind of like uh, fighting with yeah. each other for a sec. And so Ash throws, comically just throws the pages <laughs> yeah. and she just catches them. It's like, nice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I like when he finds the pages, they're in water. And so he picks them up and to dry them off, he just kind of lightly just <laughs> like He just swipes them on his shirt once like that did anything. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch that. <laughs> yeah, bro. It's so funny. Like it's like minimum effort trying. <laughs> And then fucking yeah, and Henrietta and Ash are just, like you said, fighting their ass off and this and that. And-
0: Henrietta climbs out uh, or knocks Ash out and mm. climbs out of the cellar as um, uh, uh, this chick is trying to do the incantation uh, yeah. uh, to uh, bring up the rift and stuff. Mm. And that's when Ash climbs out of the, uh, of the cellar and heroic music starts playing <laughs> yeah. and he starts fighting Henrietta. Yep. And he goes just for her shoom. arms, cuts off her arms and goes for the neck. And yep. it and it seems like it's gonna pull through. And right in that moment, fucking this chick gets stabbed right in the back.
1: Oh uh, yeah, the the by Ash's it. hand.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that piece of shit. Yeah, with big ears. And so she starts to die. And then Henrietta's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, you thought you won, motherfuckers? This and that." She's like. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> And then the house uh, starts like getting destroyed yeah. by like the trees outside and mm-hmm. everything. Everything's just fucking going. Everything's to shit. going havoc. Everything's like, going crazy. Everything's just going fucking wild. Mm-hmm. And Henrietta fucking, uh, or sorry, Ash blows Henrietta's fucking brains yep. out. And, and then he does uh, a cool thing again,
1: though. <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> and uh, this chick finishes the incantation. Yep. And then they have a moment like we did it yeah. and whatever. And you see the rift opening up outside mm-hmm. and it starts to suck in Ash's car. Everything. And then the demon entity just fucking bursts. It's crazy. See it.
1: Sharp teeth, crazy mother. I like how the flowers die when he comes in. When the entity comes to the door, the flowers die uh-huh. behind Ash. Does look a good little touch.
0: And <laughs> Ash is like, ah, blah, blah, blah. and he just gets that random white streak of uh, of hair.
1: <laughs> oh, I didn't notice that.
0: Yeah, oh, he just it. has a random like white streak on his left side. He's stressed, bro. Not not on, not on the right side. The as side? you can see right on his left side. Oh a white yeah, streak
1: interesting. For some reason. <laughs> He, he got so stressful in like that one moment. For some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> That's hilarious.
0: But no. fucking the the demon entity grabs Ash mm. and then uh the incantation gets finished. Yeah. And Ash chainsaws its eye and a bunch of like, purple, b- b- purple goo yeah. or whatever it just starts <laughs> oozing out, sliming out everywhere. Yeah, man. And it looks like everything's all good. The chick dies in her last breath
1: everybody has to die for ash to, to to fucking prosper it's hilarious
0: and then ash seems like it's all good and whatever for a second and then fucking things just start flying across the room because the yeah. door just swings open and the rift just widens up yeah and just start sucking everything up inside the room and, and ash, ash just spinning in circles into Nothing. the rift yep. spinning circles <laughs> seeing some trippy shit yeah
1: whatever. pretty dope things actually it's a big explosion
0: and he fucking just falls down from the sky with yeah. his car, which
1: is interesting because the car gets obliterated, but Ash is perfectly fine.
0: You know, <laughs> just go with it. Just go with it.
1: <laughs> and he lands in this desert area where, like this, these soldiers gets approached
0: by like medieval soldiers, mm-hmm. and fucking, they're like, "Yo, man, you're a fucking demon. Yeah, like, what who the doing? fuck are you? Who the who <laughs> the fuck is this guy? <laughs> what? what the f?" <laughs> <laughs> and a fucking deadite comes swooping in on mm-hmm. its wings and Ash heroic music comes in again <laughs> he takes his shotgun and blows its fucking brains yeah. out
1: and, and you know when I was thinking you know how much recoil a, sh- a gun has <laughs> and he's just doing this unexperienced with one arm <laughs> just <laughs> bro you know I, I, he would have separated his shoulders 17 times <laughs> but it's Ash so it's okay
0: it's Evil Dead man yeah
1: man he just like he just shoots him right here boom
0: boom damn <laughs> and fucking thing just gets obliterated yeah and everyone gets mad hype they're like oh yeah, hey those guys are hey. <laughs> and he's like no no yeah. and it's no. gonna it's gonna
1: especially suck when he runs out of bullets
0: <laughs> yeah and the movie just ends with everyone hailing and it just yeah. ends with a shot of two fists mm-hmm. and that's fucking evil dead too yeah man and
1: uh, I'll tell you this, man, it, it definitely is a great, 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 like, double movie. Like, it was, the first one was so good and old school that it felt like October. Like, it felt like <laughs> Halloween was just here now, even though summer just started and shit. But I, I'm going to be watching this so many times. I'm going to show Beatrice ASAP. Like, I have nice. to, man. It's just one of those movies where, again, I'm, I, I don't necessarily hate the second one. I just love the first one so so much there is just something about it and um i don't know man but both the movies are great and clearly they're fun like um it's just fun man that's the best thing about one is is like the most fun i gotta check it out the trilogy i gotta check out the second one hand (laughs) 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 and uh and yeah man so on honestly shout out to sam raimi and i'm actually i'm looking forward to going to see Doctor strange again because now that now that i am like i hope i get to get the notes of evil dead and evil dead 2 and kind of apply it to watching that
0: that's such uh, a great one, responsibility one shot that that i instantly like noticed uh re-watching these movies is that in evil dead 2 when ash wakes up in the pond mm-hmm. and the way the camera spins around yeah. it's exactly like the shot when dr strange wakes up from his nightmare and the camera spins around. oh wow look at that and i'm like oh <laughs> shit! Dope.
1: and the hand thing is in dr strange right yeah, when, the zombie when, comes when, out? when zombie strange that's comes so out. dope and they, they that's so dope because he homage himself and they allowed him but it's just such a great you know, interestingly
0: joke. enough mm-hmm. um the the writer to that movie mm-hmm. said that Sam Raimi was hesitant about having a zombie strange in the movie uh-huh. because he didn't want it to be like too like, dark and everything no he he didn't want it to be too obvious of like this is a Sam Raimi oh, thing okay. <laughs> he was like oh, ah yeah. is it too sam raimi <laughs>
1: No, Sam Raimi. It's just Sam Raimi. Enough. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I'm, I'm excited, but I'm also like astounded because Doctor Strange was a good ass movie. Like it was a great, yeah. great, great movie. To the to the fact that this guy's resume now is incredible. You know, not that it wasn't already with the Evil Dead. Just the Evil Dead was incredible to me. But with all this other stuff with the Spider Man with uh, the show and this, I don't he direct like the show, right? He directed
0: no. the first episode, but he executive produced the show. Nice.
1: I think that um, it's a special person in, in, in cinema. Like a very special person and and very significant you know projects he's worked on you know but I'm happy I'm happy we talked about Dr Strange before this and I saw Dr Strange before it because. I mean, it's just history that you love to know, right and then man, this movie is so good, <laughs> it's so a goodie good. man, yeah bro,
0: and both of them are goodies, yeah, yeah, I, I love both of them nice i i and i I'm again, I'm glad you can see why mm-hmm. I said we should watch both of them since yeah, yeah, they're both kind of the same movie, mm-hmm. but not, and it's like especially since the second one retcons the first yeah. one like in the first ten minutes, no, I'm happy,
1: I would have been um, anxious uh, i like, Anxious, but also not, not the best word, but just excited to watch the next one. Like if I didn't see the second one, I would have yeah. been like, "What's next? What's next?" But, but you definitely—I I can't stress enough—check so out X, man. You gotta check. I gotta. You know, like it's one of those things where where you'll see where I'm coming from. But it's also why when I left the theater when I saw X, I was like, "Yo, that was a really well done movie." But again, like I credit the director for sure, but I give Sam Raimi the credit more so because it's they're different takes on horror, mm-hmm. but for some strange reason as soon as i finished watching the first evil dead i was like uh oh no like i don't care who directed x like (laughs) like i'm pretty sure if i look up the interviews for the director of x it's gonna be referring back to this guy somehow somewhere i could be completely wrong and it could just be my opinion but um i don't know why this got me more excited for a movie i already saw it's so interesting (laughs) nice (laughs) <laughs> yeah, bro. but yeah man
0: i mean i got i got uh some reviews for oh, you. oh nice yeah you
1: <laughs> can't go wrong with that
0: and it mm-hmm. i i made a little game out of it mm-hmm. so since we watched two movies mm-hmm. i want you to guess what each uh movie the reviews from
1: okay nice
0: nice okay so uh-huh. so the first review is from lucy mm-hmm. they say gore heard of it <laughs> four stars <laughs> uh second one <laughs> Nope. Damn. it <laughs> <laughs> was the first one. All right. The ne- The next one I got for you is, cannot for the life of me get into this movie. You know what? I'm just going to blame my disinterest for this on the debate interrupting me halfway through. Perfect. So we're all in agreement not to yell at me because this is the bait's fault, not mine. Fuck you, Mike Pence. Great. Yeah, I don't know. I thought the blood was cool. Big fan of the blood. Some really fun things happening here and there, but eh... <laughs> just kind of annoying sometimes and i really didn't care about the people but how about that fly two and a half stars (laughs) one yeah yeah nice (laughs) (laughs) also can you guess what year that review was made the babe mike pence 2012
1: 2020 oh fuck i don't know why i said shit you ever seen the fly with uh jeff goldblum no good movie <laughs> it's, a, it's a really good movie or oh, the thing i don't know if it's why but that's a great movie i haven't yeah.
0: seen the thing by john Carpenter. Yeah. i want to it's it might,
1: on my list it might be the fly that i'm talking about then but I, i'll check out the thing then because oh, we got amc
0: <laughs> nice next one i got for you mm-hmm. is from Aaliyah. they say i love movies that just don't give a fuck <laughs> character building who cares blood four and a half stars first one yeah. Nah. I was, all right. <laughs> now all I'm right. just picking
1: your psyche. To be honest, with you.
0: <laughs> figuring it'd be three straight ones. It's like making all the answers a a a a. <laughs> Damn, you read right through me. Got gotcha, you, bro. All right. All right. Let's yeah, see. So y- you feeling good? Yeah, I feel, you feeling you, good? You're you're uh... feeling like Ash. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You're you're uh, two for three right now. Nice, nice. Seventy-five so, percent. So let's go with this one. This, mm-hmm. this one's a long one. La Rogue says. There's absolutely nothing that a single that, ah. I'm going to start this over. How dare you? (laughs) There's absolutely nothing that can prepare a single soul for what they will witness in Sam Raimi's second film, Evil Dead 2. As anyone should expect, the film has twists and true Sam Raimi fashion. It goes in directions you wouldn't anticipate. Evil Dead 2 is full throttle horror with many lighthearted moments in its comedic scenes and familial narrative. But for most of its runtime, Raimi's completely fucked up movies is debilitating and incredibly terrifying. Evil Dead 2 is another film grounded <laughs> in the philosophy of man's inevitable self-destruction example annihilation which is a great film yeah. and Raimi and seeks to explore our deepest fears and worst nightmares offering a new vision that feels like those scary stories you tell your friends during a sleepover when you should be sleeping mm-hmm sam raimi masterly crafts a world with intriguing mythos and political resonance foreshadowing that maybe we have been the enemy all along the direction is seamlessly magnificent music is spellbinding framing and editing are meticulous imagery is wet your bed horrifying and the cast is screaming your face astonishing evil dead 2 is ridiculous completely insane bonkers and batshit crazy sam raimi creates a masterclass in horror filmmaking in his bold and violently poetic ap- apocalyptic nightmare that is a, a- Definite game changer and a soon-to-be horror classic. Watch yourself. Four <laughs> who, and a half stars. Who
1: wrote this? The thing. La rogue. Why don't you just
0: marry the movie La rogue <laughs> 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 Why don't you just get married to Sam Raimi? <laughs>
1: Gosh. <laughs> but obviously, it's Evil Dead too.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That that one's you know. Okay, you know. But are you sure? Positive. Okay. All right. Let's go, Mets. Fi- fi- final answer. Final answer. Okay. Nice. All right. Yes. <laughs> The next one I got for you is uh-huh. from number one gizmo fan. <laughs> Let's see if you get this one. All right. Fuck anyone who thinks groovy isn't the best line in all of cinema. <laughs> Let's go. Five stars.
2: <laughs>
1: number two. <Yeah.
0: laughs>
1: That's right. Number one, whatever gazelle. Gazelle. <laughs> <laughs> whatever the fuck your name gizmo is. Fan. Gizmo
0: fan. <laughs> <laughs> you called him an animal. <laughs> groovy. <laughs> This one I got for you mm-hmm. is Justin Tobin. Mm-hmm. They say the true beginning to Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell's acid trip. Four stars. First one. Nope. Oh, damn, Ooh. damn, bro. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> You've missed two now, Frankie. Damn, bro. We're, we're, we're coming to our final one. Right? Right, How you feeling? How, I, you feeling? How you feeling? Crack my knuckles. Look. <laughs>
1: <Fuck. laughs> <laughs> That's didn't work out at all. <laughs> this is a good one. Nice.
0: nice. <laughs> all right. All right. Last one right. by Matt Lynch. Matt Lynch. They say this is the most excited a movie has ever been to be itself. Four and a half stars. First one. Second damn, one. Damn. Fuck. Ooh. shit, bro.
1: Shit. Oh, damn. I'm all right. I got like a 60%, I think. So pa- <laughs> passing. I'm passing.
0: <laughs> now, now, I, I'm, I'm going to throw in a little wheel for you. All right. I'm right. going to throw in a little chainsaw and the right. wheel for you. <laughs> What's up? When these reviews. Who's not for either of those movies? Uh, the one with the fly. Nope. Damn. I'm going to give you one more shot.
1: Let's see. Let's see. One of those reviews were not for the movie. Anybody that thinks groovy isn't the nope. best line. Damn. <laughs> Which one was it?
0: So I cheated. Uh-huh.
1: How dare you? <laughs> so
0: the review by LaRogue is not a review for Evil Dead. <laughs> what is it for? I replaced uh, the, the the movie title with Evil Dead 2 uh, and the director with Sam Raimi uh, to throw you off. I also excluded a section where is it really the Joker? Is
1: it for the Joker that review or was it for?
0: What was you, you think it's for the Joker? It was for
1: something. I, I didn't think you read this before. I think so. No, I have
0: never read this before. Oh
1: then I don't know. But I thought it was for the Joker. Am I close?
0: I mean, well, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> there was a whole section like fucking just like blowing the cast too. Yeah. That I, if I if I if I put it in, it yeah. would have been two on the nose. You would have gotten it. That's
1: it. That's it. What has a good cast? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> also, well, also, knives I, out, knives out.
0: Nope. Oh, okay, well. Us. I'm done! (laughs) Fuck, it's over, bro. Why
1: don't you go marry Jordan Peele, LaRoche? Why don't you go buy scissors?
0: I replaced every word of us with Evil Dead 2. Anytime Jordan Peele was referenced, it'd be replaced with Sam Raimi. I got, got... (laughs) I <laughs> got. That's fucking also, funny. Also, another thing that mm. that you should have noticed is that when I said that this is Sam Raimi's second film, uh. because I also uh, noted well, he made the film between film it, right? Was, yeah, ah. To, okay. To, told you in the beginning of the episode, <laughs> you got to be on your A game today. <laughs> I told you that <laughs>
1: You, you did Record choice Record <laughs> choice. Shit oh, Still fuck us <laughs> No fuck you <laughs> Trash <laughs> Tr- I got, got On Earth Mind and Matter This Earth Mind and Matter We get got. <laughs>
0: fuck oh man I'm so glad you didn't get that one
1: <laughs> uh, Knives Out what the fuck was I thinking <laughs> I hate that movie that movie was ass bro what yeah. I like Knives Out I went to go see it in theaters and I fell asleep, <laughs> I, fell asleep. I was like Jamie Lee Curtis she's in it right am I second or not uh, maybe I don't remember. she might have might have not but I was like this is a huge cast and I was like this is just mm.
0: <laughs> you you fell asleep to the good part I guess That's so you did I guess so <laughs> did oh, you drool on up. yourself I thought a bird came up. <laughs> like, but I'm good I'm good
1: feeling like La Roche <laughs> shit oh man but even hey, yeah. that. what a fun movie
0: what a, what a fucking great movie man yeah man saga can you call it a saga I mean it no cause it's a trilogy it's a trilogy right yeah a
1: right. saga just for two movies
0: a saga is for more than three I think
1: oh shit so Star Wars is a saga yeah nice so it's the album chipmunks <laughs>
0: what <laughs> i think they have like
1: five movies for movies actually
0: I, I mean i believe Absolutely you ambitious. but i guess i i guess it's a saga so i just
1: know that Alan the chipmunks and star wars same
0: <laughs> um i don't know if, i don't know if that's what that means i don't know man i think it means exactly that but before we let you guys go mm-hmm. oh yeah very crucial you know, make sure to follow us on our socials and things like that. Yes, yeah, so we got Instagram and TikTok, right? Earth yep. Mind
1: Matter Pod, Earth Mind Matter Pod. Yep. And yep. then we have the YouTube Earth Mind and Matter. Yep. Maybe yep. no end, but you'll see us. If you see our faces, we're that's us. It was not. Uh, we've done movies. We've done movies on the podcast already, but we've done videos of American History X. Uh mouse <laughs> mouse <laughs> and many, many more. Visuals and all that stuff, funny jokes and everything. And I guess some news topics on the supplementary and all that stuff on the social and everything. Yeah. So yeah, man, look forward to that. And uh DM us anything you ever want to, movie suggestions, albums, comics. Yeah, yeah look up reach yeah. out to us. Please we're don't. we're always here. Yeah, we're lonely. We're on Acon. Akon.
0: But yeah, man. Yeah. But that's what that's what happened on the earth. This is what happened in our minds. This is why it matters. This was Earth Mind and Matter. Welcome to the show, folks. Good morning, good evening, night.
1: Boom. Boom boom. <laughs> <laughs>